Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about E3. The E3 2018 Extravaganza! <laughs> Um, so this week, uh, we are going to forego the usual pleasantries and I mean, it's only been like three days. I know it's only, it's, it's only been like three days. I can tell you what I've been up to. E3. E3? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Uh, oh. nothing else. Oh. Um, and, uh, so that's all we'll talk about. Uh, next week I do want to, I do need to call out. Yes. Coming out this weekend is the Incredibles 2. We yeah. would normally review that movie. Yeah. We talked about doing it next week, but next week is Jurassic I, Park. Jurassic Park. Um, or Jurassic World. Yeah, Jurassic World. Is it Fallen Kingdom or something? Fallen Kingdom sounds sure. about right. Fallen anyway, something. Anyway, so we'll be Fallen. reviewing that. I, like, I'm definitely going to go see it. Maybe we'll review two movies in the same That's episode. That's kind of what, what I was wondering. I mean, and then the only... The only hiccup there is mm. spoilers with whatever the first movie is because typically we're like oh you just uh, but maybe well, we just do less spoilers for one of them um and then like you know go into more deep deep maybe spoilers for the we other. could just you know say skip forward 15 minutes yeah we can try to keep it to a respectable amount of time give some time code like before we actually hit it we'll just do, uh, we can do a spoiler free re- i don't know who knows we'll, we'll figure that out next week that's for that's our future john and chris to worry about that's right we don't need to pat like current john and chris yeah we don't need to worry about this we can stay up all night yeah we can do whatever we want future john and chris that's their problem. future john and chris they can deal with They'll all this handle stuff. it nah, they, they know, they're smarter than we are exactly they have more life experience Older, wiser that's right so this week, though, we want to walk through every E3 press conference. We have watched them all. We've watched them all. Um, this is we, the first year that I haven't missed a single one. Agreed. Uh, well, and I watched most of them live. The only one I didn't watch live was uh, Nintendo. Mm-mm. There was a, like a couple of them I did not watch live. Yeah. I watched on a slight delay. And one of them I wish I hadn't even <laughs> taken the time to watch. Four guesses which. I, Four I mean, guesses? <laughs> Square Enix. <laughs> <laughs> they don't uh, typically have one. And like you assume that whenever they have somebody... They've the They've had one like it was a few years ago they yeah. had one. But like typically they have something. Like yeah, at that right. point I think they did uh, uh, Final Fantasy 15 or yeah, something like that. Yeah, they announced Final Fantasy 15. And... And so, like, they, they well, you assume that hey, they have a big, they have something big to show us. Yeah, well, we can talk about when we get there. So, um, I really just want to dive right in. I, I'm like, yeah. uh, for first, hot takes. Um, super. Uh, I love this year. This year was great. It's good. Um, like, uh, we didn't have like you know console announce, uh, announcements or anything like that, but we had some like really really good games, really cool game announcements. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be really interesting to see what. Um, how everything kind of pans out. But we'll talk about that as we go through the night. Agreed. I, I think this year it's interesting that we're we've hit this point in the console generations in mm. my mind, like where it's like, oh, it's before the next hardware, mm-hmm. and like developers are really getting the most out of a lot of these boxes. So like everything that we saw, like it, like you're like, oh man, yeah. this looks really cool. Yeah. Like there's, uh, it seems like everything that's coming out is like, it has this level of polish or everything that was kind of shown has like a good level of polish. Yeah. Um, save for a few exceptions in my mind of yeah. like, oh, well, that didn't look too, which we can go over in the detailed sections. Right. But generally it seems like, man, I love where we're at right now as far as gaming goes. And it is a good time mm-hmm. to enjoy 
the pastime of gaming. Uh, so we're going to walk through this chronologically. We're going to start with EA's conference. They had their conference on Saturday. They yeah, challenge everything. They opened up and talked about Battlefield Five set in World War II. They emphasized no loot boxes, no premium pass, and it has Battle Royale. So I think that you, we'll talk about our predictions after the fact, but I think yeah. like this was one that, that you kind of had on here of Did I? like, hey, they're not going to talk at all um, about microtransactions. Yeah, so you <laughs> you were like, they're going to emphasize no microtransactions, so we mm, can give you like nice. a half a point on this one, but like it also it. included five Star Wars games, so oh, they, did, yeah, they yeah. did not announce the well, five Star Wars Well, hang on, you're jumping ahead of yourself. I apologize. I just thought, like, I, was, I wanted to throw props to you because oh, you thanks. nailed it. I appreciate they it. They were very, they were they were said, like, no loot boxes, not microtransactions, yeah. but they were like, no loot boxes. No in, premium pass. Yeah, in, in a lot of games, they said that. Uh, they talked about FIFA 19. Looks cool if you're into FIFA. Um, they talked about streaming games and the subscription service, Origin Access Premiere for PC. Uh, the, every new 2019 PC game, Madden 19, FIFA 19, Battlefield 5, coming out later this year. That's pretty cool if you're into PC stuff. Yeah. Madden hasn't been on uh, PC in a while. The streaming thing, to rewind a little bit back to that, I thought it was interesting. There was a couple of conferences that mentioned like streaming uh and microsoft included like i mentioned like streaming games is like becoming more common and i think like last week there was the the report that like yves gumont from uh, ubisoft the head of ubisoft was like in an interview said yeah console gaming will eventually not be around anymore um which is like super weird and like anyway they've been saying that for years but exactly like even the last generation (laughs) like the next generation is the last generation of consoles and then like we're here and it's like well the next generation is the last you know but the, it's weird to see companies like that that um, come out and be like, "Oh, we want to." I think you, they use the word disruption in this uh, the press conference. Like whoever was talking about the streaming thing was like, "Oh, it's going to disrupt the way people game." And I'm just like, "Okay, that's like a weird like Silicon Valley buzzword." First of all, but at the same time, it's like, "Okay, that sounds bad to me because I like console gaming." Well, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's, it's not gonna, like. I don't want to get too deep into it because I don't. I think that's pretty far off, and this mm-hmm. is just people talking like things like that. I think they say like they say for their stockholders, yeah. You know, like to reassure people that they're on the edge, bleeding edge of technology. Edge, yeah. You know, um, but like I mean, we've seen Sony try it with uh, their streaming games, and it doesn't play oh. well. The lag is like crazy. The it doesn't look that good. Like until you can solve a lot of those problems that are inherent with streaming mm-hmm. it's not gonna fly yeah i mean i th- i think it's cool that you might be able to play um battlefield on your phone do i really want to do that probably not i don't like i'd rather have a handheld console like switch so anyway i think that's uh probably a, we should do a dedicate a whole podcast to that um, i'm gonna write down the topic chris all right do it yeah because otherwise i'm going to forget by the end of this <laughs> uh they talked about resp oh sorry uh, they had an awkward interview with Vince Sampella from Respawn mm-hmm. talking about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It takes place during the dark times when Jedi are being hunted between episodes three and four. Yep. He plays a Jedi, a Padawan. Yep. And comes out holiday 2019. Um, no gameplay, no logo, no footage, no music, nothing. Just an awkward interview with Vince. I don't understand why they didn't like... like Put something together. Give me, give me like a logo, a logo like, just, or the Star Wars. You have a Star Wars logo. Just give and me music. Give me something. You know, it's Even like have Vince. Okay, play the Star Wars music. Mm-hmm. Vince walks out on stage. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes crazy. Yeah, you see Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order, like a logo. 
and he talks about it. What's funny is same um, thing. Uh, Andrea Renee, who was doing that interview, like who hosted some of the the, the show, um, she tweeted out or something beforehand where she was like, she's like, said something about like Vince isn't isn't tr- isn't giving me anything. I'm gonna try to get more from him <laughs> from from like that interview or whatever. And he was, you know, it's like it, it, they didn't give like either either he was a completely unwilling or EA didn't like authorize him to like do give anything. Probably both. And it's so weird to me. Yeah, it seems like a it seems like a last minute edition is what it seems like to me. Yeah, something that they were like, hey, Vince is here. We should talk about it. <laughs> They're on the flight down to E3, and it's like, oh, we have a name now. Huh? Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they they uh, moved on to Battlefront 2. They came out and apologized for the launch, uh, which was pretty cool. Admitted that, hey, this didn't go right. This didn't go out the way that we wanted, so we've retooled a lot of things. Also, we're dedicated to providing free updates. We have Solo coming out soon. We added Ewok Hunt, uh, Starfighting, large-scale multiplayer. Our next expansion is going to be Clone Wars. We're going like, <laughs> to fight on uh, Geonosis. General Grievous is going to make an appearance. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Count Dooku, and Anakin Skywalker. Dude, I'm so amped. Yeah, so like neither one of us played Battlefront 2. We have the game. Yeah. It's still in the cellophane. That's right. Um, I haven't installed it or anything. And we got it for Christmas. That's why we got discs. Uh, I think I got it for you for Christmas. Mm, Did you? Maybe I didn't. I don't think you did. I think somebody else got it for me. I don't remember. Um, Because I think beforehand, like I was wondering if like I was going to get it for you and you were going to get it for me. But Uh then like we both were like... Oh, yeah. and then then somebody else got it for me. So uh, I'm, I'm actually like, this kind of made me want to go, even see, especially seeing the solo stuff, maybe want to go play it. Um, I need to Agreed. Just, to do it. Like Chris, we made a pact last we night. We made a pact last like, night. Yeah. Last night and before the Sony conference, you were like, dude, you know, the last uh, last couple weeks of June slash the beginning of July, yeah. we play that game. And I'm yep. like, all right. Yep, it's happening. So Chris, it's happening. It's on the calendar now. Uh, EA Originals, they came out and talked about some of that. They uh, um, unveiled Unravel 2. Yeah. Which is available now. I was so surprised about that, yep. man. And then, like, the fact of, like, whenever, whenever they originally, like, oh, like, oh, Unravel 2. And I'm like, what more can you do? You know, it's like, is it just more Unraveled? But then they were like, no, it's two-player. Yeah, it actually looks really cool. So it's like, it's two um, Yarnies, basically. Yeah. And um, they're connected, and that's how you solve the puzzle. So, like, my my big complaint with Unravel, I still haven't finished the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, my big complaint is that it got really... Uh, Boring, doing the same things. <laughs> What's funny it's a about big that game. is I was waiting for you to be like a difficulty spike, right? Well, but no, it's just a boredom spike. I like mean, there was also like a difficulty ramp, but it wasn't like all of a sudden. It okay. was just like it gradually gets harder. Yeah, but like it's just like I I don't even at a certain point because like the the whole thing with Yarny One is like you keep having to, you have to find more yarn and those are your checkpoints and blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. and like. Sometimes if you don't do a puzzle right, you, you run out out of yarn. I'm like, I don't even. So a question for you is like, do you feel like that game was a a really good like shorter game? Like, I mean, should it have yeah, been? Should I it have been like been, an hour? Short? I think it should have been half as long. Okay, so like, I've probably spent. Oh, I mean, I could look at. Hang on, let me look it up. Yeah, do it. I'll I look mean, look up and see how much time I spent in Unravel. So many times, like I feel like people. Um, just generally go, oh man, we want to provide more value. And so they just do like, oh, let's just create more puzzles. And it's like, they're not as inventive as the first half of the puzzles they created. I mean, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and the puzzles get more complex. Yeah. Um, but 
I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I mean, the games that do it right, for for instance, like Celeste for me, like it's a platformer and then, but they're always introducing like new things and nothing really outstays its welcome. Um, and then they shake things up a little bit. Cause it's like, that game was way longer than I anticipated it being. Cause it's just like, oh man, you know, you're, you're just a, like, you're just platforming. Um, you just, you're, you're you jump. You jump and dash, and that's like that game. But it never outstayed its welcome because they introduced other mechanics and other like, hey, you the wall grab, and like, hey, you have to figure this room out, and this is a ridiculous thing to do. So, um, it's it, if it becomes too much of the same thing, then it's not it's not good. Eight hours, and I still have two levels left. So you feel like it should have been like a four hour game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Although this one's co op, so it looks really cool. Kind of looks like a, it's like a almost a brothers tale of two sons kind of a vibe yeah. in terms of like the the way that the co-op works so like you can switch between the yarnies or um you can play with a friend yeah. or like it's 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 really cool the way it, it works so. i like the fact that like hey if you're playing solo like you don't have to move like one and then switch to the other and move the other yeah. like there are times where you can literally merge the two together yeah which is really a cool kind of a kind of a thing that you can do with yarn and it's but, available now and then just run you know you don't yeah. have to don't have to really go back and forth the whole time they also uh, talked about a game called Sea of Solitude, SOS, coming early 2019. It looks really cool. Yeah. It's all about um, loneliness mm-hmm. and solitude and looks really cool. Yeah. Um, really cool art style. Um, just kind of a, like it's, it's like a kind of a, maybe a scary kind of vibe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it had, so uh, the, the, I think the, the, the throughout line was like, oh, the main protagonist wakes up and she's a monster and is yeah. trying to figure out why she's become a monster and, and, and unre- like get, get to the mystery, the core of why people are becoming monsters. Yeah. Uh, talk about NBA Live 19, Madden 19. Both of those look pretty cool. Uh, they talked about a mobile game, Command and Conquer Rivals. I guess Command and Conquer's been gone for a while. Didn't know that, but it's coming back. Uh, they did a, like a, a, a gameplay uh, shoutcast kind of thing on stage. It was cool. It was. Um, I mean, it makes me want to play it. I at least want to try it. Uh-huh. I don't know that I'll like sink a lot of time into it, but it looks fun. RTSs are just generally like not my jam, yeah. but it's like I do think like the Command and Conquer name. Like I, I remember playing Command and Conquer games whenever we were growing up, and so like yeah. it's like ooh, that's a really good franchise. Like I, I guess, like you said, I didn't realize that it had been gone. So yeah, like knowing that, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna give this a shot. The last game they showed was Anthem. They showed um, uh, both like the what would basically be, I'm going to use like Destiny terms, but basically the tower or your home base. Yep. Um, it's single player there. And yeah. so like that's where all the single player story stuff happens and you go out on missions and it's multiplayer there. So like um, you join your friends at that point. Yeah. I don't know if there's other people out there. It just seems like um, it, you and your squad, kind of like the division it seems yeah. like, where it's like uh, you you join on each other or you go out on your own. Yep. Um, and you can send out like, you know, oh man, I need some help on something. You can choose to send that out to your friends list, or you yeah. can send it out to your, like, you know, oh, just all your friends of friends, or you want to send it out to everybody in yeah, the yeah, world, yeah, yeah. and like that. Those kind of things I think are very cool and, and cool ways for uh, for people to kind of solo harder harder things. The thing about Anthem, though, this was one of my most like anticipated games. I think I mentioned last week um, coming into E3, and it's both like it both delivered and also didn't deliver in my mind as far as like what I wanted from the, what they were going to show. Um, because the gameplay looks really f- like cool. It looks like, like you said, like Destiny, but with yeah. it, as your Iron Man or something like that. Um, but at the same time, like I kind of wanted more narratively. Yeah, and well, it we don't really, really think, didn't deliver on that. No, front. we don't know anything about this. Like, I mean, you think about um, 
the division two. Yeah. Like that reveal. I think they did a good job of showing off narrative and yeah. gameplay. Like we, we, we'll talk about when we get there, but yeah. Um, yeah. They, and what's funny is that one showed up at more conferences. Like it showed up. I feel like we saw more of, of, of that game, the division, the division. And like, it, it intrigues me like how well they showed that. Whereas like Anthem, it feels like we saw the same kind of general things like a couple of different times. Like, Oh, well, and we you saw know. the same thing basically we did last year. Right. Yeah. And uh, so like, that's it. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm apprehensive. The things, about that, Anthem. The, the things I like about it. Um, so there are four javelin suits, which are basically your classes, but it's cool that you can like, so your character is not your suit. You can switch between them anytime. Yeah, that's right. So like, that's pretty cool. Um, you don't have to re-roll a whole new character if you want to. Exactly. Well, I don't. Have, yeah, I don't. Okay, I have to do this activity with a hunter and this activity yeah. with a titan and this activity with a warlord. No, you just you do you play the game with your javelin classes and you can switch between them anytime. It's kind of like a titans and Titanfall. How you yeah. switch between titans depending on what you needed to do. Yep. I also think it's cool along those like that front that like hey as you were upgrading, they said like, as you upgrade something like in one of them, some things that you upgrade will be able to transfer to the other ones. So yeah. it's like, Oh, say I want an increased shield on this heavy, then that'll transfer over and you can equip that same piece yeah. of like gear that gives you additional shield on these other ones. So right. I think like there, there are the global things that you're leveling up and, and upgrading. And then there are the specific class based like yeah. uses for each one, yeah. which I think is, is pretty cool. Um, it's weird. The last thing about this game is like it's weird that Bioware, known for their story, known for their like Mass Effect games with like the the story, and like it's weird to be apprehensive about the story right now. Well, here. I mean, uh, well, number one, I, th- I, I like I, I think it's cool that they're allowing them to do something different. Yeah, you know, like this is not a single player like focus um, game. Yeah, and so like I don't, you know, I, th- I think that's pretty cool. Uh, also, like. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda didn't perform that well. It wasn't review well. Like, right. It wasn't that great of a game. Mm-hmm. Um, different lead developer, but yeah, it's, like it's still the same studio. It's still the same studio. And so, like, they... Well, and a lot of people... We know a lot of people from that, like, from uh, Andromeda moved on to Anthem yep. after that was over. So, like, you know, that might not be their thing now. Yeah. You know, like, studios change. You think about... It's true. Um, I, I think a good example would be, like... Um, Lionhead. Whenever Microsoft had them, like they worked on the Fable franchise forever, mm-hmm. and then they um, they staffed up for Fable Legends, yeah, which was that multiplayer kind of focused game. Asynchronous. I, I, I played a lot of um, the alpha of that, um, and like by the time they closed them, it was like, well, this is a whole different studio made and built for a different thing now. Yeah. So like, I mean, trying to move them to a Fable game is pointless at that point yeah Almost uh, like february 22nd is when yeah. this is coming out i'm at along with the rest of the, every gather game <laughs> that got announced i feel like it's like so last year we had whatever day the uh the mario odyssey came out like there's like four games that came out in the same day uh last year yeah i think it was october 27th or something like that yeah. anyway and so i feel like this is that same sort of story where it's like everybody's coming out in february right. february 22nd we'll talk about that a little bit later um i think we're moving what are we at right now we're pretty good. Yeah, 19 minutes. Right. Plus we had the intro, cool. the five-minute intro. So. Cool. Yeah, we're uh, Microsoft. Yeah. They came out and had their press conference on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Um, we have a lot to cover here, so we're just kind of like rock on through it. I think I have everything. 
I took all. I took notes. I took these. notes as well. So we'll, I'll I'll run down. I'll watch my list as yes. you go, and yes. we'll pause it. Anything like anybody we wanted to throw start off with a trailer f- uh, uh, for Halo Infinite. No details. No release date. Focuses on focuses on Master Chief. It is the sequel to Halo Six, and um, looks like it picks up on a Halo ring. Yeah. New engine. The uh, Snowdrop. No, no. Uh, uh, it was uh, Slip Space. Slip Space engine. Um, which, okay, so over on a blog post over on uh, HaloWaypoint.com, 343 goes into like massive amounts of detail about like, oh, you know, we've been so excited to show you this engine. This is like all, uh, basically, the, what, the vibe that I got from this blog post is that it is way earlier than I would have thought from just watching the trailer. Well, I think that like, so whenever I heard that they were, they had been doing a new engine, I'm like, that's what they've been spending their time on yep. is building this stupid engine. <laughs> yep. And so that's basically what it seems like. It seems like, hey, we have an engine and now we can actually Great. like go and conceptualize and start the game, you know? <laughs> so and so stupid. like that's what the blog post, that's the vibe I get from the blog post. Um, and it's a very long like blog post that's like they're super excited about yeah. this. Uh, clearly, like they're like, our whole team is, is so amped to show you this and that sort of thing. And I'm great with it, but it seems like it's very Oh, yeah. Very early, like earlier than I anticipated, even knowing that it was probably early. If Microsoft hadn't, like, wasn't in such a, like, state, like, they haven't been backed into this corner where they needed to show a large um, uh, first-party presence at this um, at this E3 conference, I don't think they would have shown this game. Yeah. Like... I can see that. I'm glad that they did, but, like, I, like this is years away. I, yeah. I mean, two to three at the, at the least. So I guess, like, my question then is, and, and this is a question we can ask, like, on a later show and, and maybe address more fully there, is next-gen? Like, are you thinking this is going to be, like, yeah. the Xbox 2? Whatever the next iteration is. Yeah, I kind we'll, of... We'll talk about that in a bit. I get that vibe as well. Phil Spencer came out and talked about that they're going to have show 50 games, 18 exclusives, 15 world premieres. We uh, let off with one of those, an exclusive Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, looks fantastic. Comes out next year, 2019. Anything about that? I can't it wait looks for that amazing. Game. It looks great. I, as I said before, like last week, I think I mentioned like, hey, I'm really anticipating that game and I yeah. want that release date. Yeah. But also... I don't need to see anything else because right. it's like it's well, gorgeous. I really am just wanting that game. Like I, I thought there was some. So I watched a uh, developer interview afterwards. Um, I think on IGN, and um, he was talking about how the uh, fighting system has been revamped. So there's a completely like if you remember in the first game, the traversal system and the fighting system was basically the same. Yeah, you, you would dash use, through enemies. Yeah, so those are separate now. So cool. like there's a separate. Um, and he, I mean, there's different attacks. There's like the spear attack. There's like all these different things that don't have anything to do with traversal. That's more Metroidvania esque yeah. than like the first game, even, which was a Metroidvania. Yeah. But. And, and well, and he, he like, um, he, he made the point. He's like, that's the, some of the feedback that they got from a lot of the fans was that like the combat was good, but it didn't feel like it had very much depth to it. Okay. Um, and so they decided to separate them and you can um, level them up independently of each other, it seemed I like. I like that. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, anything, I mean, I liked the way that it worked before, but yeah, mm-hmm. like, give us some new things. Like, I don't want the same game over again. Yeah, I mean, like, so many times, like, you look at a game and it's just like, oh, it's it's more of this if you like that, you know? And I'm just yeah. like, well, okay, there's sometimes that's okay, but other times I'm just like, hey, give me something, give me something fresh. Right. And this sounds like that. Like, I, I, I would love to, to have that separate traversal and then because like oh man if you really just want to get away from enemies that's that's one tree and you can like level that up if you want to fight people yeah fight me chris um (laughs) then you can do that too the the next game they showed a world premiere of sekiro shadows die twice coming in 2019 
I mean, it's a FromSoft game. Yeah. I was surprised it was here. I thought it was going to be uh, Bloodborne 2, and I thought it was going to be over on the Sony stage, but I was like, oh, this is They a... had a VR game at the Sony stage. That's right. So um, they were still there. They were still there, uh, but at the same time, they totally, like, this is on Microsoft stage. Like, this was yeah. a get for Microsoft yeah. in that way, because while I'm not super into the and Dark Souls games... it's not exclusive. Games, right, it's not exclusive, but it is nice to have, like, I remember back whenever they had... Um, the uh, FromSoft's other other games, so like whatever they had, Dark Souls three or something yeah. like that, on the Microsoft stage, and people were like, "Oh man, that's on Microsoft," because a lot of people associate like this FromSoft games with right. the Sony PlayStation consoles. Right. So anyway, Todd Howard came out, said, "Hey, we're having an uh, event later to- today. We decided to come on over here and uh, talk to you. We're putting Fallout Four and Xbox Game Pass available today." So if you have Xbox Game Pass, that's only like a... Okay, so you have your Xbox Live subscription if you want that, but you can also get the separate Game Pass subscription. Yeah. And, this and I is, think right now it still may be uh, half off on Amazon. So you can get like six months for 30 bucks or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's an amazing, amazing deal, especially yeah. like you, for to put a hundreds of hours of worth of a, a, a RPG yeah. on this service. It's like, oh, man. Uh, he also debuted a world premiere... Fallout 76 trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really cool. It was basically like a longer version of what we saw before. Yeah. And subsequently, uh, we saw that again and then even more on the Bethesda conference right. later in the day. Um, it's a prequel, four times the size of Fallout 4. You that can, blows my mind, Chris. I know. That's insane. Uh, pre-order on June 15th. Yeah. So we'll talk about the details of it later. They didn't go into any too many details. They went into the details at the Bethesda's right. conference. They saved all that. And like whenever we get to the Bethesda conference, like that was a really cool portion of the Bethesda conference. So, yeah. Yeah. After that, we saw a world premiere of The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. It's set in the Life is Strange universe. Yeah. Uh, June 26th is, is the release date. Download it for free. Yeah. So they've come out and they said like this is like a uh, – it's not the beginning of Life is Strange uh, – two but it is like this is like an interstitial between that and i'm not sure if this if it means that this episode is like a one-off in between like a one shot between those two things or if it means like hey this episode one of captain spirit is free and then there's going to be like a, that, that series like if they have subsequent like hey pay for this episode that episode that sort of thing because the first episode of life is strange has been free as well well yeah well so what's weird is i don't know this series is con- kind of confusing me uh, so there was Life is Strange, and then they came out with not Life is Strange two. They came out with uh, Life is Strange before the storm. Yeah, which is a prequel. Prequel, and then now this, and like I'm thinking, if you remember the Walking Dead, uh, Telltale games between season one and two, they had that right. 400 days like yeah. standalone one episode thing. And then between something else, didn't they have the Michonne uh, series? That or was like a that? whole series though. That wasn't okay. like in between the seasons. It wasn't like a one shot. No, it, well, it, it didn't really relate to it that like at all. Gotcha. Um, I mean, it, it did kind of, but not really. Gotcha. Um, and so, like, because 400 Days actually played into the start of the next season. Like, if you didn't play 400 Days, there was, like, a weird gap. You had to make some choices between there because those people actually showed up in season two. Interesting. So, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what this is. It looked awesome. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, this whole world is inside this kid's head. I'll play it. <laughs> yeah, I will, too. I mean, it's like, it. it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of the, the walking sim, kind of a kind of a vibe to it, like story, just kind of narrative is what you're in for on that one. Um, I'm, it looked really cool. I also loved like the trailer for it was really genius. Like I really liked the way that the the music played into it. Like everything just worked really well in whatever that that sequence was. Um, 
before I even knew that it was a part of the uh, that Life and Strange universe or whatever, I was like, oh, I'm in for this, you know? Hang on. Oh, what you got? I accidentally almost deleted this. Oh, no. How do I... How Is do it I... in your trash? Oh, you have to edit and then move it back into your... Uh, edit, move, back. I don't even know how in the world move to... Yeah, there you go. Sorry about that. If you hit like okay, so if you're holding it in your palm like that, that uh, oh. trash is down there by your by the fold. Yeah, of that's, your, that's of your, apparently what happened, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'm back to where I should be. <laughs> I like, had a mini oh, panic attack no. there for a second. I'm like, how in the world do I get this back? I think it just deleted. All right. So then we uh, saw another exclusive, Crackdown Three, coming out February 2019. It's been it's been uh, I think um, confirmed that it's the 22nd. Yep. <laughs> so. I don't. Uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time on on like uh, every single one of these games, but Crackdown Three. Still don't see anything like new a, about it. Really, it's a big first party it's game, so at whatever. least we have to say like it looks about the same. It's got Terry Crews yelling yeah. at you in it, and it's great. Like I liked that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I thought the graphics looked a little bit better this year than they did last year, but like it's still definitely there are moments where you're like this still kind of could have been a th- what looks like a 360 game. Yeah. I don't know. I don't it's know. weird, man. We'll see. I don't know what's going on with the game. I'm tired of hearing about it. (laughs) Near Automata, Xbox One X Enhanced. It's it's basically a uh, Game of the Year edition coming on June 26th. Not exclusive, but it's coming to the platform. It's the first time they've been on Xbox, so that's that's cool. Very cool. Metro Exodus coming out February 22nd as well. What's funny about the Near Automata thing um, is that like this was one of those games that like people were like, oh, it's a Sony like exclusive thing, and then it comes out like a year and a half later, it's coming yeah. to Xbox. And I so, mean, it's just a, it's another one of those timed exclusives, right? Um, it's just funny. We, Xbox I, always, has had several of those. I know it's like, like the Tomb Raider thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Metro Phil Exodus. Came, Did yeah. you like Metro Exodus? Like the look of it? I don't really care about. I don't know. That it game. looked weird. To me, I I've think never it, played any of the Metro games. It looks gorgeous and very like good. I would be, yeah. I will be surprised if that game looks that graphically good. It might whenever it finally comes out. It so it's the Xbox One. It is. Phil came out and guaranteed that games play best on Xbox One. That's right. And then we saw Kingdom Hearts three trailer. It's funny out like, March 29th. that like he put that phrase like directly in there and he was like we're working with all the third parties like he put it in between like a bunch of third party uh, yeah. party things where it's like oh Nier Automata yeah. that used to be like it was on Sony first and then Metro Exodus is like that's a that's a third party multi-platform kind of a game and then right before Kingdom Hearts which has never been on the Xbox yeah. platform ever before yeah. and he says all of these games play best on Xbox. I Which, was like, I that mean, is coming right out there. Xbox One X. Like yeah. the the funny thing was they dropped. They saw, they talked about Xbox as like a whole, um, but like what they mean is Xbox One X. Correct. Uh, then we saw Sea of Thieves. Uh, they have two expansions coming up: Curse Sales in July and Forsaken Shores in September. So I'm I'm, I'm good with about the, that. The support that they've they're showing that game, I'm so amped. Yeah, it's I mean, good. I mean, it came out earlier this year, and this will be like the basically the third and fourth expansions for it. Uh, that's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. We, uh, we then saw a, a battle, sh- really short Battlefield Five story clip. Yeah, it didn't really do anything for me beyond what Battlefield Five already did for me um, at E3. Yeah, I mean, it gave you a little bit more context for something you like a, a two two little like sequences you'd seen on the previous EA yeah. thing. But on, at the EA conference, they were like, "Oh, and come back to find out more about this story to, at the Xbox conference." Like they teased it hard, yeah. and then you show up and it's like you know, it's a like forty five second. Yeah. thing so anyway it was very strange we'll spend a couple seconds here uh, Forza Horizon 4 an exclusive was announced whoop, whoop. 
Chris. Um, it's a world premiere of this game. We had a prediction of this Ooh. for sure. It was the group prediction, mm. um, but it is none of the uh, none of the locations, none of locations that we said. That we said, yeah. Uh, set in Britain, there are four seasons. Yeah, they change what it seems like might be weekly. Yeah, so that's the part of it that actually, like, if we'd thought about changing seasons, maybe I would have thought about it being Britain. But like, we were thinking about in terms of like, maybe. oh, we need like a mountain close by to like these other like places and yeah, these like other place other with snow place with this. Place yeah, with this. But, I still think you can do it. Yeah, I think I think you could too. But like, the weekly seasons seems odd to me. Why? I don't know. Like it's just like, oh, if I want to play in winter, but I can't play that one week, I've got to wait a whole month. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, that seems like I mean, it's better waiting a whole year. I really would like to play like at my leisure in some of these seasons. I'm sure, but like I don't know. It's just it's it's an interesting way to do it. We'll see how I feel about it once it's actually out because I'm 100 percent playing this game. I think you're asking too much. <laughs> um, so the the map changes throughout the season. So like for instance. Uh, a lake that is un- inaccessible for every other season in the wintertime is frozen over. And there's a, uh, a, f- a festival out there and some events and stuff like that you can start out there. Love That's it. pretty cool. Um, it looks like there's like some destruction. You can actually run into stone walls this time. Yeah. Instead of just stopping dead in your yeah. tracks. Which was uh, which was the case with, with Forza Horizon 2 mainly. Yes. You know, that was yes. one of the, the main ways of like, oh, we're going to wall off a certain area. And the like this is the part that like I still know how it's going to work. Every other, every other car on the in the in the world is another player rather yeah. than. So that's what um, they said. It's like before it was like kind of like I guess only if you join your friends online. Yeah, but it's and like there, it's there were the drivatars. Drivatars, yeah. I will, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it's if it's always online, like the there's some things that I will miss about it if I'm literally just like always populated with a, in an online place. Like if it becomes like oh here's just an instance of whatever. Like the things that I will miss is pausing, mm. um, because you won't be able to pause. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. I saw the rewind button, so you'll be able to rewind. See, and that's the thing that I'm so I, I don't know, man. It like the rewind feature and the pause feature, as well as like I actually really liked like some of the drivatar stuff where I feel like I'm playing with you, mm. you know, mm-hmm. whenever yeah. you're not actually yeah. online. And I have I mean, drivatars might still you. be there. We don't know. It's true. They didn't say they were getting rid of drivatars. It's true. They just said they're adding this. Yeah, that it's like, hey, there's you know, every I mean, every car I can't is imagine a real player. Every race know. is filled with people because otherwise, like that would that would be terrible. Yeah. See, and that's the those are the questions that I have. Uh, again, I'm all in because this game is gonna be amazing, and I trust Playground Games. Yeah, they have, like, I think they have the highest like record. Like, where it's like, oh, we have nine point eight, nine point seven. Like, they have the highest whatever of any Microsoft studio. So, yeah. um, coming out on October second as a part of Game Pass as well. So, if yeah. you have Game Pass, you get this game for free. That's right. Uh, Phil came out and talked about inc- exclusives and that they're increasing their investment in the studio system, first-party studio system. So they talked about a new studio, the Initiative, in Santa Monica. They're working on a what they're calling a quadruple A game. Just add A's, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, they also acquired Undead Labs, who just recently released State of Decay Two. Yep. Playground Games, who does uh, Forza Horizon, and they are rumored to be working on a Fable game. Yeah. Uh, Phil even teased that he said they're working on on an open world game that we'll talk about later. And I thought he meant later in the conference. He meant later in time. He meant later as in, like, (laughs) later this decade. Yeah. Ninja Theory. They acquired Ninja Theory. Blew my mind. Did the Hellblade. um, Developed the Hellblade series. 
and then which is actually uh, I think Hellblade is coming to <laughs> Xbox later this year as well. Like that was already announced yeah. like before. Uh, Compulsion Games, yeah. who uh, are about to release the story mode for We Happy Few. That one was interesting to me because it's like oh this largely unproven studio um, and uh, and with We Happy Few and stuff. I mean. It, Obviously, We Happy Few is is going to be exclusive then, yeah. in that case. I mean, I don't know that they're completely unproven. Like, it's a lot of uh, ex, um, ex-Bioshock guys. Uh, they worked on Bioshock. I can't remember the name of the studio that worked on that now. Um, anyway. Uh, they, I can't either. Yeah. So, like, and, and the thing is, like, you got to think, not only have they are they looking at, like, We Happy Few, but, like, Microsoft and guys from Microsoft are probably seeing, like, okay, these are their things that they're working on. For all these compulsion games, Ninja Theory, We Happy Few, yeah. what is our next project? Mm-hmm. Do we want that as an exclusive? Yes, we do. This is a talented team. Let's bring them on board. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to like diversify. I mean, we've got a pretty big like variety of studios here now. Um, and you add that to things like, I mean, they have... Um, uh, develop, why can't I think 343 for Halo. 343. They have... Um, the coalition. Gears guys, Coalition for Gears, Minecraft guys, um, Mo Yang, Mo Yang. So like they've got they've got a good like collection of studios. That's right. So I mean, yeah, it, yeah and you're right. It's like this 100 diversifies it because you've got like first person games, you've got driving third, third games, third person action, yeah, third person open action, world, weird strategy, you know, with uh, Undead Labs, yeah, you know, story like, based with uh, Compulsion. We yeah, have a few. and what you assume would be like a, a, a story based new IP kind of a thing with the initiative. So yeah. I mean, like it's yeah, they're definitely uh, they're definitely uh, the way I took this one was like, hey, we know we know what we need. We're putting steps in place to get what we need. And be excited. Yeah. And I am uh, excited. We saw PUBG, um, like a couple different maps, uh, three, I think three maps total, um, and a war mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it coming this summer and some of it coming this winter. Yep. Tales of Vesperia was a world premiere yep. after that, um, d- definitive edition. Interesting on the because uh, the the JRPG front, like I mean, before the conference, somebody tweeted at Phil and was like, "Hey, are you gonna have any like JRPGs or whatever?" And he's like, "Yeah, we definitely have some of those on there as of now." And so like I, this would have been one of those, and yeah. it's like that it's that initiative of reaching out to other you know developers to bring things to the Xbox platform, right? Well, and that's and that's multi-platform, right? Uh, we then had a world premiere of The Division Two set whoop, whoop. in Washington D.C. Hmm. in the summer, six months after the virus. Uh, we saw both a trailer and some gameplay, Dude. which is really, really awesome. This game looks so good. Comes out March 15th. So pumped. Next year. I know. Like, um, I, like I don't want to dwell here because we'll talk about maybe more with Ubisoft, but um, I I like the things that have changed. And and, like, and the thing that they've said in a couple interviews I've watched since has been like, we've learned from the first game. We've learned from the first game. we learned from the first game. And I <laughs> yeah. think they're, they're trying to prove that, the, hey, they're not Bungie. Yeah. And they're not going to like, this isn't going to be base game Destiny 1 again. Yeah. And like, I mean, he even said uh, at the Ubisoft conference, like said those things on the stage of like, hey, yeah. we, you know, we've learned a lot. We're using everything we've learned. Yep. And it's like, I, I realized Bungie said roughly the same thing right before Destiny 2 right. launched. Oh my so, gosh. So, I don't but know. it does look like, I mean, because so like, uh, it seems like the class system is different. You now have like, uh, like a specialization basically. Yep. You have like a... a I forget how they're putting it, but like a preferred weapon or something like that. I, like it's your signature weapon. That's what it's called. So you get different perks for your signature weapon, that type of thing, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So like the delete button in this in the notes on the 
it's just a big X. It doesn't even really indicate that this is a delete. Oh, really? Yes. See, mine has a little trash can. Well, that right here. But if you hit, well, it keeps happening. If I hit that and then X, oh, I think no. it deletes the whole thing. Okay, that's not good. Uh, um, <laughs> as far as the division two goes, like yeah. everything that I've seen, uh, like every, the more that I see of it, the more I'm like, yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, and you know, like even the setting, I love the, like, okay, they're trying to do a one-to-one representation right. of Washington DC. Yeah. That's freaking cool. Like they, uh, they show like basically like, show the, the people staying in Arlington cemetery, um, showing air force one crash in front of the Capitol, like. I can't wait to just explore DC because, and we think about like the the, the landmarks. Mm-hmm. But there's so many other things. There's yeah. like the Washington Nationals Stadium right there, close to downtown. Yeah. Uh, there's the Union Station. That's right. Um, some like subway esque kind of things. So like, there's just tons of stuff. Yep. That we can explore, and I, I think they have like, um, there's gonna be some residential areas. There's gonna be some like city esque areas. Like they don't have like tons of skyscraper things, but yeah. Um, like city areas, definitely. I'm cool. I'm pumped about it, dude. Um, Again, maybe we mention more about the story because we didn't know anything about yeah. like the story of it until right, Ubisoft's right, right. conference later. Uh, game Pass. Uh, someone came out and talked about the Game Pass. They're adding Fast Start, which is two times as fast in a June update. That's so strange. So I guess that's the whole like right now we have like you start installing a game and it goes, oh, ready to start. And you start yeah. it up, right? Yeah. Um, but it's going to be faster than that? Well, well, it's going to, like, load fat, like, so, like, the ready to start will happen quicker, which is good because, like, sometimes, and I think that's probably across all games, not just Game game Pass games, I would assume. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, oh, maybe, uh, maybe it is just just Game Pass game. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, like, that's what they're saying. Like, once you decide, hey, I want to play this game, you'll be playing it twice as fast as you would before, which I'm is I'm into cool. that. Yeah, I'm into that, too. Especially if you have an X. Um. We then moved into uh, ID at Xbox had a had a had a like a montage after that, right? Well, no, it was like so so like Game Pass as well. They talked about oh, um, that's right. The Master Chief Collection is coming to Game Pass later this year, and then same day as release, they just reemphasized that Forza Horizon Four and Crackdown Three will came come same day as release. Yep. Uh, which I mean, all the first party they've already said that all first party games are coming to Game Pass day one. Yeah, they had a couple third party games that were coming to Game Pass like this week as well. Yeah, so like that. So third party. Well, the, I don't know about Fallout Three was there. Fallout, like that was the like, Fallout Four. Fallout Four. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Well, so they said the the Division, Elder Scrolls Online, Fallout Four are being added today. Yep. Um, they also showed trailers for Ashen After Party and Vermintude Two. Um, they showed like yeah, just a big huge montage. Like we saw. Like below was in there. A new Super Meat Boy was in there. Mm. Um, I'm trying Cut to cut together with Zade Wolf's music, by the way. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't like write every single one of them down. Mm. Um, but yeah, just like a ton of stuff. There's things in there like below that I like. I wish I, we would have got got an update or a release date for or yeah something. Yeah, agreed. Like <sighs> it's great to see it in there. It's not dead. It is. <laughs> No, this game's just gone now. No, I mean, we, it could, we delete. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. It's just drag and drop to the trash, yeah. you know? I'm, and I'm surprised we didn't see something like the last night, you know, like yeah. we, we saw that. I mean, I, I talked about that last week. I really wanted to see more of that, but. It's interesting to see what they, like how, 
ID at Xbox like works or seemingly works because yeah. like even with like Cuphead, like we saw that so many years in a row in the montage yeah. Like, yeah, all that's the time. True. And well, uh, maybe, and Microsoft really so many, didn't, but like at least at least a couple. That's true. I mean, but like we, I think three times. I think we, it was debuted like once of like oh man, this is there's like a couple scenes in there. And then mm. the next time they showed a little bit more. Then the next time it was just in the montage again. Mm. Um, it's like they just let them do their thing apparently, well, yeah. and yeah, then yeah. like whenever it comes out, it comes out. Yeah. I just want to play it, man. I know. Uh, we then uh, talked about Tomb Raider and the Croft edition. Ooh. I don't remember what that was. I wrote it down, though. Coming out <laughs> September 14th. Um, yeah. We've, like, this isn't, none of this was, like, new. Uh, and so, like, but it's, it's, it's cool to see. It looks a lot darker we'll than I remember the, uh, the other ones looking. Yeah. The, uh, well, in the. Like at the end of the world type dark. Right. We'll see. Um, they, like they Laura did, causing the end of the world type dark. It was interesting, man. They did some. Uh, they did some gameplay um, on the Ubisoft stage, so um, it'll be interesting to see. To talk with that, yeah. Um, we then saw a. Oh, this is a uh, console launch exclusive session for skateboarding. <laughs> That's right, the console launch exclusive. I, know, it's I, like, I tried just, to like mark down <laughs> which ones were which. I, I love the idea of just throwing like words together a little bit. You yeah. Know? Um, I mean, it makes sense. It's, it I, I get what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, Black Desert was console launch exclusive. Um, they had a world premiere of Devil May Cry, Cry 5 yeah. coming in spring 2019. Yeah. Um, there was a console launch exclusive Cuphead, The Delicious Last Course DLC. It's that a brand wasn't new a launch. Island. That's just exclusive. That one would just well, be Well, because it's on PC, too. That's why they kept oh. saying that's why that's in there. Ah. Yeah. Interesting. Because um, you have to I guess, add console there somehow. Yeah. I also think, like, I mean, Cuphead could come to PlayStation later. No? They've said that Microsoft, like, they don't own the IP. Microsoft doesn't own the IP, but for Cuphead 1, it will never appear anywhere Mm. else. Interesting. Um, (laughs) But there's a brand new island, which is awesome, with new bosses. Uh, I'm excited about that. That's pretty cool. One of the biggest things with Cuphead was like whenever it came out, and this is why they clarified, this is why uh, the the studio MDHR clarified, um, was people were like, Switch! Uh, because it would be really cool there, yeah, but they were like, "Nope, it will never come to another platform. It will only be an Xbox game ever." Interesting. Uh, we then some Tunic. It's a console console launch exclusive. It's isometric 3D, kind of look like a Zelda esque kind of game. Looks with like. a fox, man. I know it seems pretty awesome. With a, an adorable little fox. It looks cool. I I totally want to play that game. Um, by the way, we're getting into where one of my predictions was that we mm. would have five new IP. With mm. con- with some form of launch exclusivity, we got two um, new IP. Like yeah. we had known about a lot of the other ones before that got like the exclusivity. But yeah. so Bill came yeah. out and talked about community and gaming. How having a shared shared experience was important. Um, then uh, we saw a world premiere of Jump Force yeah. from Bando Namco. Uh, B- Bandai Namco. Bandai Namco. Sorry, yeah. I had I wrote it down <laughs> Bandai Namco and I just reversed <laughs> it in my head because they used to be reversed. <laughs> they used to be Na- uh, Namco Bandai. Yeah, I know. And, and then so, they switched it. But like you two you, years ago. you only switched the last syllables of each oh, of those words. Namdai Bandco. That's exactly what nice. you said. <laughs> Sweet. That's even weirder. Don't know why my brain did that. Um, it's I mean we saw people guys from Dragon Ball. Yeah, uh, mixed with a bunch of other franchises some, in some there. Some Death Note. Yeah. Some, I think some Naruto is in there. I mean, it's, uh, fighting it, each other. It's a bunch of anime. Don't it's understand like, what's it, happening, but it looked wild. It's like the Smash Brothers of anime is what it looks uh, like. You know, that, I mean, 
if you're into that kind of thing. I, the funny thing is, like, some of it like gave hints at like what the gameplay would look like, but I haven't looked looked at gameplay afterwards, so right. I don't even know don't what either. type of game this is. Really, I don't either. It's like it's a fighting game, clearly, but like, is it is it 3D? Is it 2D? I don't know. It's it's uh, very strange to me. We then saw a world premiere Love of it. Dying Light Two. Yeah, which is really cool, and they talked about how like your choices this time have impact on the rest of the game. And yeah. Did, where did this game come from? Like Dying Light One didn't have that in it, right? Like, no. It, Dying, Dying Light One Light, felt like a fairly traditional zombie fare. Oh I mean, yeah, it was, it was a survival horror game, um, and the, yeah, this has a lot more of like it's not even it's not really RPG elements. It's like I don't know. It's just like open yeah. world, I guess. Maybe like kind of elements the storytelling whole, elements your decisions matter like and they they like butterfly effect out like that yeah. is nuts to me and it's like where did the, like i was just like as i was sitting there i was like this is the sequel to a game that felt like just a standard zombie mo- game this is really ambitious and really well, cool and, and, like it, a lot of people loved it and it was a great game reviewed well um but i think like like i i wouldn't have been interested in this until they started talking about that kind of stuff yeah i'm um, just because i didn't play the first one wasn't really invested so right really cool we then saw, then saw a logo and some text that promoted Battletoads. It's an exclusive world premiere coming 2019. Three. So three new IPs. There you go. That, uh, well, it's not really new IPs. So far. <laughs> we then saw Just Cause 4, world premiere, December 4th, 2018. What just else got Smash? Is that coming on December 4th? December 7th, I think, got Smash. Okay. So. Uh, just, we, oh, sorry, that was... So those are the okay. two December releases this then year. Then we got into... Uh, we saw the Gears logo. That's right. And I was like, yes. Yes. Everyone in the, like, you could hear the crowd, like it ramped up and I was like, yes, it's Gears 5. through the wall. That's right. You see the thing. out comes pop figurines of Gears. And it's like the air was let out from everyone's lungs. (laughs) It was like, Uh, there's a, a game called Gears Pop. Coming to mobile in 2019. For a second, I thought they were just going to, like, it wasn't a game. I was like, yeah. is, are they just announcing, like, oh, there's going to be Gears Pop figurines? And I, I was know. like, aren't there already? I, know. I thought that too, kind of. Anyway. But they didn't end there. That's... Then they announced a Gears Tactics <laughs> turn based strategy PC game. Which is like everyone kind of looks at after the pop thing and they go, yeah, yeah okay, okay, we're sort of getting, getting there. But like, then that's... they didn't even stop there, John. <laughs> what? They announced Gears 5. And everyone was like, okay, yeah. you're not mean anymore. With a focus on Kate, which makes sense after spoilers, the end of Gears 4, yeah, I, I kinda, like, which I kind of want to go back and play. They totally spoiled the heck out of uh, That's Gears 4's I mean, Gears if you haven't campaign. played it by this point, shame on you. Honestly, though, that first, like, the first few hours of that game um, is very slow. I'm very, like, I don't know, like, I... Yeah, it I mean, took it was, a minute to get going. It was definitely getting back into it. Like, and, but I'm glad to see Marcus Phoenix. He's still in there. Yep, he's still in the mix. Um, it's cool. Like, I'm glad we're following Kate's character because that was a big, yeah, a big cliffhanger. Yep, at the end of the the last game. And like the the so largely like her character was one of the more interesting things about Gears Four. Like, I mean, Marcus Phoenix's son. Like, uh, he was like interesting and it was interesting to have that dynamic of like oh man all of a sudden my father's back and i'm yeah. angry at him and he's angry at everybody else or whatever I, uh, I, like I think, having that was was interesting but like largely she was more interesting than we, anything. i think we reviewed this game we did um so like yeah like and we talked about how like basically uh, until you get to marcus phoenix you're just kind of like i don't know whatever and then <laughs> market you, you find marcus and like he's the compelling reason for this game yeah um because he's the heart behind it you yep. know and uh, it'll be interesting to see, like, it seems like they're going to try to continue that with Kate um, being the heart behind it, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot um, because, like, okay, 
instead of this being solely about Marcus and his family and all yep. blah, 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 blah. It's now about Kate and her family and like trying to figure out what in the world. I mean, the the idea of basically almost either a double agent slash ticking time bomb going off, you know, and maybe she, is she programmed to do something? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, can she control it? Like, is this a non-issue? We don't know. And that's, that's going to be cool to play. Yep. Agreed. Uh, Phil came out and talked about console call they're working on console quality gaming on any device this is the streaming you you mentioned yep and um they talked about he mentioned the next that the team is working on the next xbox consoles yep um in an an interview uh with Eurogamer after the fact um he said let me see he said that he was he was ready to talk about the next console because he said that like it's an ecosystem thing um let me see. I'm going to find the actual quote. Um, he says, I, I, it is how most people think of an Xbox. An Xbox is something you plug into your TV. It's the world's most powerful console. I like saying that. And you get to play great games on your television. I want that to continue. And I, uh, I don't want that to just be words. I want it to continue in action. The last two years, we've shipped the S console, which I love, and the Xbox X One X console. Uh, we said we were going to do it, and I love the fact that we were able to deliver on that. Why other people might not want to say, hey, there could actually be another console... Uh, when we know that there likely will be is because it's, hey, we need to keep people buying the console that's there. When people buy an Xbox, though, they buy into an ecosystem and they become an Xbox fan. Many of the Xbox fans we have today started on the original Xbox, were with us on 360, and they're with us now on Xbox One. I trust their commitment to our devices and our services as we go through this journey with them. So I'm going to be open with them. I don't have anything to announce specifically, but I do want people to know that we are committed to the experience that they love and playing great games on a console uh, on their television. And I think that that's an important part of the future of our brand. So that was the quote about like, hey, let me explain why I was okay saying, hey, there's going to be a next Xbox console and we're working on it. Yeah. Well, and I think like what that we've been talking about and debating on whether or not there will be a new console generation um, with the PS5 or with whatever the Xbox is. And I think that's like Phil pretty strongly confirming no yeah there will not be another generation there will just be more powerful xboxes Mm -hmm. later on in that interview Eurogamer asked him about compatibility like backwards compatibility and says what i would say specifically without announcing anything is that i'm very proud of our track record with compatibility and us respecting the purchase of games that you've made with us and bringing that to the current generation it is our it is our core on who we are uh, as you think about the next wave of hardware that will eventually come, so many of the large, large games people are playing today are still going to exist when the next hardware comes out. You're not likely to see a 2 after those, as people are trying to move you to the next version of those games. In the old model of game shipping, getting played and then going away, and that was all of the games, a console transition was an easy step function. Uh, when we went through it with Minecraft, we didn't ship a Minecraft 2 on Xbox One to try to compel everyone to move to the next console because that's not what Minecraft players want. They just want Minecraft to get better. When you look at games like PUBG and Fortnite, you think about those large games and ecosystems that'll be out there. When the new hardware comes, people are still going to want to play those games. And it's important to uh, for us as platforms to support them. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Me too. Every single time like he, he talks about these things and about the, the kind of consumer steps that they take with even looking forward at the next Xbox, I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm behind it. 
Like I'm okay yeah. with I'm okay with all this these things because well like and, and I, I, I like the fact that you know, and, and granted the PS uh, Sony did this with PS4 pl- uh, Pro like I like the in between steps even and like just the gradual uh, um, advancement of consoles like if you don't if you don't want to buy one you don't have to and it doesn't like lessen your enjoyment of those games really like just yeah uh, you know I mean I still it, I, they could release another one next year it's like well does that really does that mean that mine is of no value now? No, yeah. because we didn't move on and like start creating completely different games. It doesn't yeah. mean that the the uh, the gaming stops. And at some point, like I know, and I have the I have the uh, the original, the OG like launch uh, day one Xbox One, and it's like at some point that's going to become obsolete. Like at some point, I'm going to have to upgrade. I'm sure, one hundred percent. Like just like e- phones do. Yeah, but like right now, I I don't need to. Yeah. And like whenever whatever the next thing comes out, it's like I don't necessarily. I'm not forced into that. Right. Um, obviously, if you want to be on the bleeding edge, like it might be a little bit more for you. But it's that's how all technology has been. For for a long time. Yeah. So Phil then uh ended the conference with saying, please have a great E3. But then a hacker. There was a glitch in the system. <laughs> and Cyberpunk 2077 was accidentally announced. <laughs> I love it. Accidentally. And announced. free codes for The Witcher 3 yeah. were somehow put out there. <laughs> CD Project Red. Like they had this awesome, awesome like hacking into the the feed or whatever. Yeah. And I love how it was like uh, world uh, world premiere like they typed like whoever it was typed in and this right. like DOS thing it's like world premiere you yeah know, to let you know just like it's been popping up every other time and the voice goes world premiere world premiere <laughs> so uh, so funny yeah it was it was cool and that, dude that game looks amazing what's funny is people have dissected like they've paused like each frame of that um, yeah, that's insane of that that trailer the the pre kind of hack trailer and it's like there's a whole like paragraph you can look it up if you want but it's basically like <laughs> you know oh we won't have uh, uh, well, you know, we were not going to have microtransactions in this thing because, like, the, the other single-player games have had microtransactions and stuff, and they're like, all all DLC will be free, just like The Witcher was, and they're like, when when is it coming out? It'll come out whenever it's ready because yeah. we we're not even done with this thing yet. So. Yeah, no release date. Um, I thought it was uh, it was a cool way to end the conference. Yep. Um, and uh, even though there's no release date, I'm excited for it. Like, yeah. It's gore- like it's it's awesome that it's a it's a cyberpunk thing, right? Yeah. But it's it's pretty. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's it's not like this dark, gloomy kind of Blade Runner kind of like vibe. It's it's yeah. like yeah. It seems like it's it's got this its own personality, which is pretty cool. Um, there's been some I think behind closed doors gameplay demos recently, and the shocking thing to um, reviewers is that it's first person. Ooh. It's not third person like The Witcher Three. Interesting. Uh, so it's kind of a a hubbub online about like people who wanted it to be third person and um, uh, CD Projekt Red um, kind of defending their choice to go first person. I mean, I say but, make the game you want to make, guys. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think those details are interesting. That's fascinating, dude. How 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 long are we now? Oh man. It's long. What does it say? It's an hour. Oh, man. Or, or 58 minutes. We are just two conferences in. Okay. But oh Microsoft is one of the big ones. All right. So uh, moving on to Bethesda. Bethesda was later that night. Um, they opened up with a crazy rock band and promoted Rage 2. Andrew WK? Uh-huh. Um, they <laughs> kind of did the handoff from... So uh, id produced and developed the last, yep. uh, the last Rage, Rage mm-hmm. 1. And they basically did a handoff on stage between 
it in Avalanche Studios, who's doing the next one. They also did the Mad Max game that came out um, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, this comes out spring 2019, has kind of Mad Maxy kind of vibes. Uh, but they and but they took the world from from Rage and like added some more like green shrubbery and all that kind of stuff. Um, first person shooter looks crazy, insane. Looks like a lot of fun. It's wild to me, like, whenever... I couldn't tell in the gameplay, like, whenever the person's health was getting low, everything seemed to get, like, these weird, bright, like, colors and things like that. And I liked that as a cool touch rather than it, like, in Call of Duty at all, just, like... It's just black. Yeah, black and white, you know? <laughs> or, like, you see the red, like, lens on, like, yeah. other games. So, like, I liked I liked the fact that, hey, we're doing something different from a UI perspective right. here. We talked about the Elder Scrolls Legends coming later this year to Xbox One, PS4, and Switch. I forgot what that was. Uh, that's card game. Card game, yes. Uh, we then talked about Elder Scrolls Online. Yep. Um, kind of talked about Somerset, Wolf Hunter, Werewolves, Merkmire. What's funny about that is like that trailer, like whatever gameplay they showed of like, hey, and you did this, and then you did this, and then you did this, actually looked cool and made me like be like, man, yeah. this looks like a fun game. Like I, I would play this. Interesting. I, w- I would not have said that we were gonna get a Doom two. No. Announcement? Well, we got a Doom 2 announcement. Doom Eternal! It's called Doom Eternal. De- uh, so we got basically like a... It's not even a teaser. Yeah. But just, a, just a trailer. Well, like, not even a trailer. It's not... It's, it's just kind of like... A tone is, piece? This is here. Maybe? Uh, I don't know. Like, he's just like, hey, we're panning through the world. Like, I mean... I, I mean, yeah, hey, here's a bunch of demons. Yeah. And here we're going to shoot them. The funny thing oh, is... Oh, well, he said that hell's on Earth. Yeah. So I guess, like, it's supposed to be Earth. Uh, he said, as it's apparent from the from the trailer, trailer or whatever they called it... Yeah. Um, there's hell is on Earth. I'm like, I don't know how that was apparent. What but. was funny about, like, that whole thing was, he like, the first person who, like, got up there and was talking about it, he was, like, asking all these questions and, like, answering them, like, rhetorically or whatever. I don't know. Like, it's just a funny, like, their scripting was really funny on this conference. Yeah. And he was like, hell on Earth? You know, you guys, the fans wanted hell on Earth? Well, we just d- teased it. You yeah, know? So, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, they're <laughs> I did actually, not get that at all. They're going to debut the game at QuakeCon in August. Yeah. I, I, this is real. I think it's real early in development. Yeah, I don't I don't see this coming out anytime soon. Um, hang on. I just... Uh, Deleted it again? Almost. Oh, boy. Uh, we then uh, talked about Quake Champions, and they're doing some esports stuff with it. Huh. Uh, we then had a quite a few updates for Prey. They're doing an update, story update with New Game Plus, uh, survival mode yep. called Moon Crash. Which looks pretty cool. Um, it's gonna be random every single time. It's available tonight. Yeah, it has uh, some like roguelike kind of kind of looking tendencies where like where it's like oh you can take carry some things through with you to the next life, and then like the, some things actions you do are are semi permanent, and then others like they just get reset your progress yeah. that sort of thing. Um, Typhoon Hunter is or no not Typhoon Typhoon Hunter is coming later this summer. <laughs> Typhoon, Typhoon Hunter. I was writing this stuff fast, John. <laughs> Ty- correct. Typhon Hunter. Grabbed that later one. Later this summer. Uh, we then saw um, a trailer for Wolfenstein 2 coming to Switch June, ni- June 29th. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. We it's knew that I was on its way. Like they had announced that like last year, but we hadn't ever like, it was like no telling when yeah. it was going to come out. So. We then got a tease for the next Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein Youngblood features BJ's twin daughters set in the 80s and it's co-op. So you assume that this is like the Wolfenstein Old Blood. Yeah. From like, which was like the kind of interstitial In standalone. They do like Bethesda likes to do the standalone DLC. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool because it's it's a new era, so the '80s, and it's co-op, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, um, comes out next year, and you don't have to have played the previous games no. in order to yeah. uh, to buy it and download it and enjoy it. So that's cool. Um, we then talked about some VR, pre competitive mode. There's like a 
single player puzzle mode. Uh, Wolfenstein Cyber Pilot VR. If you're into VR, basically hack, in, um, hack into various uh, various enemy um, Nazi devices and wreak havoc. Yeah. Then Todd the Howard Nazis. came out and Send talked about like the. Uh, he spent a lot of time on uh, Fallout 76, so I'm just going to run through this, then we can talk about it. So Fallout 76, set in West Virginia. There's six different areas. It's always online. You can play solo, but it's open world survival. So every other character is a player. Death in the world doesn't mean loss of progression or your character. Uh, progression follows you. Um, there will be dozens of people in the world, not like hundreds. Uh, you can... Again, it's uh, four times the size of Fallout 4, so dozens like... Won't feel close. I right, feel like, but they're gonna um, let the they're gonna be on your mini map, so you'll know where they're at. So you can like go attack somebody if you want to, or like go team up with them if you want to. That type of cool. thing. There's gonna be nuclear weapons that you can use to wipe out, um, say like uh, another person's uh, uh, base, or if there's a particular spot in the world that's giving you trouble, you can wipe it out, and then it's like nuked, and there are like radioactive creatures there well so wild to me about that one is that like you get a piece of the code and then other people get other pieces of the code so like you need like yeah. a, a group of people like five people or something <laughs> like that to to actually be able to launch one of the four nuclear silos so, so weird it's so strange it's on a hundred percent dedicated servers which is pretty cool and they're gonna have a beta uh they're calling that the break it early test application <laughs> i love it um <laughs> and i forget when they said they were gonna do that um, they have a special edition coming out. There's a map of the world that goes in the dark. Uh, it's going to have some plastic figures that can go on the map, a giant helmet with a headlamp and voice modulation, power armor helmet. I tried to pre-order it, couldn't snag one. I mean, it's the same as like the, uh, whatever it was. That's why I wanted it. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that for a second. Um, pretty cool. Like, I think it's an interesting take on uh, an open world, like shared worlds, kind of thing like it'll, yeah it'll be interesting to see how the, the 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 gameplay like is there a story mission like what do you do he was like saying that there's like stories and like the the you're it's located in west virginia and so like he was saying you you can follow the storylines and do it completely solo if you want to he's like but that's you know that's not the best way to enjoy this game um and so like that's the part of it like oh if you do the story missions, like how substantial is that? That's what worries me about it. Whenever people say there's story, but that's not what we want you to do, yeah. you know? And so like, that's, it's like, well then tell me what you want me to do. Well, it's like, you know, so like we recently played a lot of state of decay and like, they were like, Hey, yeah, it's, it's better with somebody else. But the thing is like, you don't, you can't, if you play with somebody else, you can't both progress. Yeah. And so hopefully like this will let you both progress. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't know. Yeah. Like what is, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I find it also like games like this are are intriguing. They also have survival games similar to this and like, you know, um Rust or like uh, sometimes they have like the tendency to to be very like almost trolly in those ways where like where it's like, yeah. "Oh man, if somebody just comes after you all the time while you're in that whatever instance you're in and just continues to like bug you and bug you and bug you. It's like, I'm just going to turn off the game and not play it. You know, yeah. it's like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be fun and it's gotta be fun because it's multiplayer rather than being fun in spite of the multiplayer. Yeah. That, well, that I was watching an interview with, um, someone from Bethesda talking about that. Um, and, uh, they were asked about that. And, um, I think they said like, there are ways to avoid griefing, um, in, 
Fallout 76. Okay. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's definitely it's definitely one of those things that sometimes Sea of Thieves feels like it's fun in spite of its like open worldy, you know, multiplayerness, and then like there's other times that it's fun because of it. Yeah. So it's like that balance is struck pretty well with that game. Whereas there's other games where it's like, man, this is just there are fun things to do here, but man, it's not worth it. Yeah. So I remember the dark zone in uh, in in the Division One pre some of the awesome updates that they made to it to tweak the dark zone and things like the dark zone in those cases was definitely like oh i do not want to do that right now yeah it's so, not worth it yeah not worth it in that sense uh it's coming out november 14th yep uh fallout shelter was announced for ps4 and nintendo switch out tonight yep uh it we now. talked about elder scrolls blades it's a first person rpg with console quality graphics on mobile it can be played in landscape or portrait mode there are dungeons and outdoor areas. You can visit friends' towns. Come in everywhere, mobile, console, VR. You can play across those devices. So I can play on my phone. Yeah. So I play on VR, playing on console. That's the dream. for free. Yeah, and like that that blows my mind like that it's free, that it's like th- it's this big thing for your phone. Like, I don't know. Like, I probably won't play it on my phone. Like, I just, I'm not. I think because- I, like if it's a fun like mobile game, like that's the thing. Like, um, did you ever play Infinity Blade? It reminded me a lot of Infinity Blade. Mm, okay. Oh, that was fun on I on get mobile. that comparison, yeah. You know, okay. so like, uh, that's the problem with like games, uh, game, mobile games. It's like, there are not a lot of games that I play on mobile that feel like they were built for mobile, mm-hmm. but it seems like this is taking a mobile first kind of approach to it. And so if it can be played well on mobile, I'll totally play it. Cool. Um, and Plus I it's think free. It's, it's like, yeah, it's free. It's it's like the, I mean, Fallout, it's, it's crazy that Fallout Shelter is free. Yeah. And there's, you know, like, it's just kind of like, I mean, it's just goodwill. Like I, you know, I don't know why. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either, Chris. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why you would do it for free. I don't remember there being microtransactions in there. It's a thing. I mean, and if there were, you, like they they weren't necessary, right? It didn't like hold back your progress. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay, so we then got into some crazy stuff. Yep. The last two announcements. Uh, they announced their first new franchise in 25 years. Yeah. It's a new IP next generation single player game called Starfield. We just saw a shot of space yep. in what we think is Earth. And then a satellite and then the satellite got sucked up into what appears to be a wormhole. Yeah. I don't know. That seems, was it. Seems wild. And then they announced the next game after Starfield. <laughs> it's going to be he specifically said next gen game. Yeah. The Elder Scrolls 6. And I think he also said, like, he, he was like, oh, and then the game that everyone keeps asking us about, you know? Yeah. So it's like... Oh, I it's think, a sequel to Skyrim. You know, right. like, it's, it's the next Elder Scrolls game, so... It's funny, like, I think that they they w- didn't feel comfortable announcing a brand new IP uh, of Starfield without also answering the question of when is the next Elder Scrolls. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... Okay, so that's Bethesda. Okay, I feel better about where we're at now. I do too. It only okay. took like nine minutes, dude. Yeah, really? That's yeah. cool. Uh, this one will not take long at all either. Uh, the next morning, we had Square Enix. Yeah. It wasn't even a conference. It was like a, basically a, a Nintendo Direct. It was that style, only worse. Well, um, yeah. And we showed some cool Tomb Raider gameplay. Yeah. Which was awesome. Game like, looks looks great. Looks great. Um, I'm v- bummed that it's coming out right in between uh, <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. and Red Dead. The stealth uh, stuff looks really, really cool. Um, pumped about that. Um, then we saw the uh, the uh, that Life is Strange game, whatever that was called. Sorry, the Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Captain Spirit, yeah. 
we saw Dragon Quest Nine. No wait, Eleven. Dragon Quest Eleven uh, comes out so September fourth on PS4 and Steam. Yeah, and uh, that's where my notes end. I mean, there were a couple of like uh, debut games that we didn't see much about. Like there was, there's one action game that was like really like a a violent kind of action game where you're. I, let me let me pull up some details. Okay. Like I didn't. I take, that. Well, I, I watched I, I this was on taking, my phone. Well, I was taking notes, and then that's where my notes end. I'm like, I think that was it. <laughs> it, was, it was literally a half an hour it long. It was not very. And long I was kind of like, okay, well, I thought we were just kind of just getting into some momentum after we saw like the Tomb Raider stuff, and then they like had one more announcement, and then it was like over. I'm like, well, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, it, yeah. A lot of people are, are talking about how like this conference was not not good. It was a bust, or like they shouldn't have probably done it. Well, like done a lot of their stuff was was revealed like at, a, at Microsoft's conference. Yeah. Um, they had several Squ- Square Enix games that were um, debuted there, and it was basically the same kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like anything that they they were, I think I think if I remember right, there were two things that they they didn't show at other con, uh, uh, conferences. But like, I don't think they were anything of consequence. Any, exactly, it wasn't anything that was uh, that was big. It was oh yeah, Platinum is making a new game called Babylon's Fall, um, and that's the Platinum is the developer behind like Bayonetta, Vanquish, and a bunch of other like mediocre kind of games that that were licensed back in the day. Um, coming out in 2019, so like we'll find out more obviously later. Um, they did, talked about Just Cause 4 more and talked about how like oh you can call down some weather stuff. Um, and then the Quiet Man, this was the one that was kind of violent that sort of thing. Um, it looks like a brawler, and trailer says they'll be sharing more about it in August, which I think would be Gamescom, correct? Um, which I'm like, why? If you were going to show it at Gamescom, why why show it here? Uh, why not show it maybe at somebody else's conference? I don't know. Um, but it is basically it, it is about um, um, fighting and uh, like I said, it's a brawler, and the main character is deaf, mm. and so that's why, hence the the quiet man. Uh, oh title. yeah, yeah, I so, remember. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, and those were the only ones. Like that was it. Quiet man actually looked kind of intriguing. I I agree. Like that was the big one where I was like, ooh, that looked cool because it, yeah. it just looked like a, a awesome fighting game. So yeah, yeah. All right, so we're gonna move. Well, I feel really good about where we're at now. We're gonna move on to Ubisoft. <laughs> Rock through that in four minutes yeah. or less, you know, Not even that. thirty seconds. Um, I think I accidentally erased something just now on my notes. Oh, this man. I hate this app. Chris. I'm never using this app again. Chris. Um, so as I go through this, if I miss something, just tell me. This is uh, which conference? Ubisoft. Sony? Ubisoft. Yep. Okay. Uh, so uh, Ubisoft. We start off with a uh, big, huge musical number. It Holy was really, really cool. cow! I know. We got to pause here and <laughs> shout out to how awesome that intro was. Ubisoft brought it this year. Oh like, my goodness! More so than previous years. And like they know how to have fun. If you haven't seen the intro to this this conference, just do yourself a favor and look up the beginning of this conference because yeah. it's just dance. Like they're announcing just dance, but literally all they did was like have like a marching band with a mashup of a bunch of like awesome pop songs, yeah. and a bunch of dancers and a teddy bear dancing around. You know, uh, like, yeah, uh, panda. So what's funny is um, like literal moments before that happened. Like uh, so, Didi and I were sitting on the couch together. I think we were eating lunch because I think it was like lunchtime or something yeah. like that. And um, and uh, I was like, so like literally, it went dark. Like it was about to start, and I I turned to Didi and I was like, so Ubisoft usually has this like this weird like obsession with pandas. And then the first thing that happens <laughs> is this panda <laughs> in a marching band outfit. <laughs> Well, dude, like I was, uh, I was just chilling. Like I was like, I was like, oh, I'm settling in to watch the conference, right? Like yeah. this was one that I watched slightly after. Like I watched it on a like it, 
right after it had, it had done, as soon as it posted, like I was able to watch it. Um, but like, as soon as I hit play, I was like, I went from being like, yeah, I'm just relaxing to like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, this. Know, this is great. I'm awesome. jamming. So if you haven't watched it, watch it. The marching band was fantastic. The dancers were fantastic. The graphics were fantastic. It was fun. The uh, editing was fun. Like, I yeah. don't know. It's just, it's a really, it was like the best opening to any conference this year. Yeah. Uh, so they, they talk about Just Dance 2019 coming out in October. We Still saw- coming to Wii, Wii U. It's- I mean, it's got to come to all the places you can actually dance. <laughs> That's right. Can't dance on the Xbox anymore. Coming to Xbox 360 Connect. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 was the next story trailer we saw. We saw some uh, story trailer for some pre-alpha gameplay. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt came out and yeah. talked about how uh, via hit record, you writers, illustrators, and musicians can contribute to the game through community art. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. That trailer um, he, made me want to play the first game. I'm not yeah, going to lie. Something that um, on Twitter afterwards he uh, said he should have mentioned the he's he, someone's like hey you should have mentioned this he's like you're totally right i think some lines got cut but uh they pl- pay like if they use it they pay you like yeah. i don't know how much they pay but like they're not just asking for you to give them their your stuff for free i think like they've paid like in the however many months that they've been like no, rolling past, on yeah, that yeah past couple of years he said 3 million dollars out in in in, in payouts right and so like it. i don't know how many songs or how much each individual person gets from some of that but yeah. like it's you know it's they definitely pay so yeah um so, so i mean like the thing is i never played beyond good and evil 1 but i mean just based on the story trailer and just like the kind of vibe of it it seems really cool yeah i see i i i think we have it via xbox uh, on xbox gold like i think no. it was like, games with gold Can i'm you fairly sure that like on xbox 360 i'm fairly sure that beyond good and evil 1 was a uh, xbox i'll look it up well okay as i move on you look that up because uh that'd be cool like i would wouldn't mind to go back and play that um if it would help me understand what's going on in this better That'd be really cool. Uh, we had some uh, Rainbow Six Siege uh, stuff. Talking about the community, there's now 35 million players. There's a player documentary called Another Mindset coming out in August, which seemed really cool. Uh, it's following, I think, like looked like six esports players. Um, we then... Yes, this is true. In August of 2016, uh, Beyond Good and Evil headline Xbox games with gold for August. So August right. 2016. So we have it somewhere. We have that. And oh. I think it's backwards compatible as well. Yes, it's backwards compatible. So, All right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to play that. Uh, the, I, a, uh, someone in a, like what looks like an Evil Knievel outfit came in on a <laughs> motorbike down <laughs> the uh, – and then walked on stage and then awkwardly seemed to trip and stumble and break into some oddly placed – Podium with podium with a television on it. It was real weird. (laughs) Turns out it was the game director for Trials. (laughs) Trials Trials Rising. I love this conference so much, bro. I know it's so weird. Coming out in February 2019. There's something like that happens later on that makes it even better. That like just like confuses me, and it's like, why is this company like this? I love it. It's Uh, the best. Coming coming to Switch, uh, which is real cool. Um, it looks like it's, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they, it looked like they're alluding to multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, like, like, like you're racing like your racing, friends. Like, yeah. Like you're racing, but then like they're on the same track. I don't know. It yeah. looks real confusing, uh, but, um, 
I love Trials. Yeah. I mean, it's a great game. So I'm, and it's I'm coming for the to the fir- for the first time to like Nintendo Switch. Like I was yeah. like, oh man, I yeah. am so down well, to play sure. this on Switch. Well, so like the I think the <laughs> oddly enough the Trials game I played the most was I think it was called Trials Frontier. It was that that mobile game? That's right. That ended up like it was the worst. <laughs> you know, like Mo- my or the uh, like the microtransactions. Yeah. You know, because by the time like it was just like it would take like four days to upgrade my bike so I could maybe finish this track. It might have to upgrade something else. Yeah, it's the worst. But uh, if I can play this on the go, that's yeah. the most ideal situation. Dude, switch, man. I'm so pumped. Yeah. Uh, we then saw, like, I took a deep dive into The Division 2. And this is where we saw a, like, we saw the tone piece of Microsoft stage. We saw basically a story trailer here. Yep. And it seemed real, real good. Um, it showed, yeah. like, this girl. You, you should go watch it. But this girl, like, throwing up, like, seeing like she's playing. She's happy. She's inside this kind of, like. Um, this ideal compound, like a, a something, yeah. like, and then she runs out to the, like, she gets to the wall, and you're like, oh, yeah. she's behind a wall. Throws a paper airplane, and then you see a lot of stuff, um, a lot of like mayhem and uh, death, death on the streets, murder, um, straight up cold blooded murder. Yep. Um, and then what looks to be like your division agent picks up this uh, paper airplane and unfolds it, and it says "Help" written in crayon. Yep. Um, and then, like, you're you're basically in Arlington Cemetery looking out over D.C. It's like, holy cow, this is insane. And it's like as as much as, like, at the first part, you're like, oh, man, I, they're just the, – this trailer is all about the juxtaposition of, like, life behind, like, whatever this wall is and how good it is there to, you know, how bad it is outside of the wall and how, yeah. like, these things are happening. And then at the end, you get the twist of, of the help, and you're like, ooh, Ooh, that's not good behind the wall either. Like they're not there because they want to be there. You right. Know, it's, it's holy cow. This is. Uh, it makes me really excited to play that game because it, it's. Oh yeah. I think I was saying to you the other. You know, uh, before Sony's conference, I was like, you know, I, it's. I would have rather seen either more of New York originally. Like if you were to ask me before I saw mm. any of the stuff about Division Two, any of the mm-hmm. trailers, any of the things, I would have said I would rather stick in New York and see some of the places we didn't see there, or go someplace like drastically different. You know, some place on the other side of the world or something. Yeah. Um. But the fact that like all of this stuff, it seems like there's a story they're wanting to tell here. Like this is literally they're just like we have something that we want to we want to put out there to you guys story-wise and this is where it takes place. Yeah. Like that excites me. That makes me think like oh man, I'm so ready to 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 take on whatever whatever they have. So Well, and the thing is like I think you know, um at the time it was kind of like well the division is going to be like it's going to be a destiny, you know. It's like you're going to be playing nothing but that. And like yeah. I don't even know if I want if I'm going to go in with that mindset even again. Like no. but, uh because I love the story and the gameplay was fun. Um that's what I'm in it for. And then we'll see where else it takes me. Yeah. Um, they talked about several different things. So this is where they talk about the specialization. So you have like, uh, I don't remember what the specialists, like the different classes were, but basically you're not the same, you're not all the same person now. Now you can specialize, which is pretty cool. That means like going into um, what they then talked about afterwards, raids, that will probably play a bigger part there where it's like, yeah. well, it's not just like, what are you running? Um, it's what specialists. Uh, specialization are you yeah, running? And, and they even talked about how like, oh, and you know, you can choose your specialization to like based on what gear you've grown to love over the yeah. course of your previous Which gameplay. So it's, cool. so it's nice that you're not like locked into whatever that is yeah. off the bat. You can figure out, hey, what is my play style and which of these specializations play into what play style I enjoy. Right. Uh, there's going to be uh, season one is what they call it. But the first season is going to contain three DLC episodes with new story locations and activities which is different from uh the division one yep 
and it's, they're all free for everybody. That blows my mind, Chris. And yeah. it's like something that I wish that other games would adopt. And there's a lot of games that have adopted that now. Yeah. Um, specifically, Ubisoft games have adopted a lot of that. Can you look up the release date? Because before, I think I wrote down March 15th, but now I wrote down March 5th. Uh, okay, I'll look up the release. But yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely one of those things that like... Um, the free DLC, yeah. it will not splinter the base. Like that's one yep. of the reasons why I stopped playing is because of the DLC came out. A lot of yeah. people I mean, moved I think, on. I think a lot of people fell off then or like, you know, like uh, the first DLC pack, the underground, wasn't like super intriguing, but the rest of them kind of were. So um, yeah, it'll be super cool. I was watching a stream, um, a developer stream. I don't remember what, on what venue. It may have been IGN, may have been like GameSpot. Uh, but it was well, a. We've uh, watched a lot of stuff. I know, but it, uh, they were doing March fifteenth. They were talking about how, like, um, for instance, uh, how they. I mean, they they kept iterating with this game, like, hey, we've learned from the first one. We listened to the fans. Um, blah 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 blah. Well, one of the, the things that they used, like, as an example, they was talking about, um, like, in the trailer, you see this uh, basically a boss kind of guy. Uh, that they're fighting there by the the airplane. Yeah, the armored. Uh, there's yeah. like a, a bunch of like body armor, like almost and looks like a juggernaut from uh, from Call of Duty. Yeah, and so well, and that's what they're saying. Like, well, in the first game, like the only way that that um, the difficulty ramped really was that you got just like bullet spongy enemies, and so right. like you right, know, and you'd go into this area and like just normal guys that you could kill like before, like well, all of a sudden they like take a million bullets to kill. It's like, well, that's kind of unrealistic, and that's not fun to play like they've drastically decreased the time to kill on all this stuff but for characters that aren't that don't have um high time to kill it's because they have body armor and you can see it now mm -hmm. and so like this guy that they showed the i think in the trailer they you see some of his armor coming off yep and they say something about like hitting him in this crit that's what they're talking about like if you knock off some of their armor then you can shoot them there and it will kill them faster so it's like it's very like um realistic and in world as to why it's taking so long to kill these people right and that's cool and it's like i i like the idea that hey it's not just a bullet sponge everywhere that is like there is a way to speed this process up like right. if you're better or if you're good or if you have the right gear you can you can you can probably wipe one of these out fairly quickly like, rather than just like yeah. no matter what being a bullet sponge for sure right um we then saw Specifically, again, the fifteenth of March uh, okay. for the release date. On nice. That. I'm super pumped for it, man. Like, agreed. I was not honestly. I was not expecting to be excited for the Division Two. No, I, uh, I, I didn't go into this being like that's one of my most anticipated. But I'm coming nope. out of it going they showed so much good stuff and like yeah. every single thing that I found out about it, it made me more hyped. Yeah, nothing for it, has so. been like oh yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, seems really cool. Uh, I, I didn't catch exactly what this was. Mario Rabbids Donkey Kong coming out June 26th. Yep, DLC. Um, okay, DLC. And it, uh, it's it's a really substantial DLC. It's like, from what they showed, they sh they did like a musical interlude with like a uh, the band that was there playing yeah, some yeah. of the music from it, which was cool. It was it took a little bit long, I felt like, but it was it was cool. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but it's like, it's they showed some substantial things. So it seems I kinda, like that's why I like, that's why it's just took so, they were showing the trailer while they were playing music and I yeah. kind of tuned out. I was like, I can't see this really well because they, they're basically showing me the musicians with a screen behind them right and they didn't talk about like what that dlc actually is and it's it, it is really substantial so if you liked the main game like this is essentially a whole other campaign like yeah. um the game is divided into i think four worlds and so this is essentially like oh another world with some new playable characters with like yeah. donkey kong in it now yeah. and it's like it's so it's uh again if you like that game the dlc is like even more crazy stuff of that game yeah. so 
Yeah. Uh, we then saw a really cool trailer, I thought, for Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones. Um, it's got some like um, interesting, like, you pick your ships with different classes. You can um, take on frigates and then, like, uh, team up with other people in the open world. And then maybe after you work together to do something, maybe they turn on you. Yeah. Um, it seems like very Sea of Thievesy. In that kind of sense, so yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. But the, that's the part of it that makes me concerned about it. Yeah. Um, and it's like I think that that's the in any of these like oh it's a persistent online kind of a thing or even like an instanced online thing. It's like that's the worry is is anymore these days you have that capability of somebody stealing your stuff in the last hour and a half, two hours becoming worthless at that point for you. Yeah. You know, you're like, Oh, you came away with no rewards. Um, the thing that I did enjoy about this trailer and this look at the game is that they had like, Oh, I'm going to select my guns. Oh, these guns shoot farther and they're on the front of my ship, but they take longer to reload. Yeah. And so like those kind of elements to or it, I have I, a big Ram on the front of my ship. Right. And know? so like, Oh, but I got to get in close. And so like, yeah. if somebody can wipe me out with that, like the balance and the, the customization options that change the way you play like the gameplay yeah. like that intrigues me that's something that uh something like cfds doesn't have you can't change the cannons you can't you know change the way that the, the game works like you can't customize to whatever your play style technically is yeah. whereas this is going more the route of like a multiplayer kind of a uh, competitive multiplayer shooter or something like that like a call of duty where it's like oh you want to go you know run and gun and take people out in one shot with a shotgun shell you got to get up really close and somebody can wipe you out from a range so it's, it's that given take that balancing act and i think that that's a really cool aspect to the ship naval warfare that we have going on in this game so yeah i i would be interested to try it i signed up for the uh, the beta for sure so uh i think i did too long time ago yeah maybe we'll see I'll last year probably honestly. yeah last year i'll have to double check that um elijah wood then came out on stage to talk about transference vr looked really spooky and scary his um, teleprompter messed up at one point, and he was like, he was nope. Like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what was on it. <laughs> I well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it was funny. He was just like, nope, that's not it. Um, I love it. It looks really cool. Uh, yeah. Like, this is my thing. Like, I, uh, There's starting to be, like, enough VR games where I'm kind of like, well... I wish I had a VR. Even if uh, it's not a, uh, even if it's not, like, a one game that's like, oh, it's yeah. not the killer app. There's now enough that it's like, wow. I mean, there's stuff that can keep me busy for a long time. Fascinating. Uh, we then saw Starlink Battle for Atlas and, wait, include Star Fox. This blew my mind, dude. Like, because it was like, oh, yeah, this kind of looks cool. Like, I like the idea we talked about last year of like, hey, I love the idea of having like a physical spaceship and being able to swap out the guns and play. But then like... <laughs> they have this like I need help and then you know Fox comes in and saves the day so and Miyamoto has been in the crowd the entire time in the audience like while while the band and the teddy bear are dancing uh -huh. he's there yep. he's there when the trials guy comes yep. in on the motorbike and trips and yep. smashes through the, the fake desk thing he's there the entire time they give him a, a, a statue like the, a statue of the of the ship <laughs> Yeah. Or a model of the ship or whatever. Yeah. Um, then, and then say, well, the team's waiting to meet you backstage. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just sweep them backstage. Yeah. It was well, it's similar. Like, it was interesting. I, I think one of my predictions was that we would have, like, something something weird coming from Ubisoft and teaming up with them. Yeah. It's like, I, I expected a little more than this, honestly, than yeah, just, like, you. Fox showing up well, in the this, game. Well, there's Donkey Kong. That's right. Um, and I do feel like the Donkey Kong thing, the song also was, was like, oh, it's cool that you're playing music from one of Miyamoto's games. Because basically all of the music in Mario Plus Rabbids is, like, remixed versions ah. of Mario music. Nice. And Donkey Kong music and things. And so I think that was kind of a cool thing for him to be 
there for and stuff like yeah. that too. So it's interesting, like this weird, like close partnership between um, Nintendo and specifically like Mio- Miyamoto and Ubisoft and yeah. and Izumont. Like it's it's uh, it's awesome. I really I really like that fact, and I like the fact that he was there during the dancing and yes. during the dude tripping and like it's like oh my gosh, Miyamoto, the guy who's created Mario. There was also uh, there was then a trailer for an expansion for For Honor called Marching Fire. Mm-hmm. I wrote down that these I needed to find the song from the trailer because it was really cool. I tried to Shazam it. it I did too. Did not work. No, Shazam not did not recognize. You should search for it right now. Because I'm gonna forget. Um, the cool thing for if you're a PC player, For Honor is free. I don't know if it's. Fr- I think it's just from now until like the end of the month or maybe the end of the week or something like that. I can't remember exactly. But uh, you can download the main game for free, keep it forever, um, and play. I think they are wanting to like get a lot of people in before this next expansion comes out, and so that the player base is there. But it looks really cool. I'm not a For Honor fan or a or even a PC main player, but um, it looks it looks decent. Uh, we then saw briefly saw some stuff from the crew too, and I I don't know why I I don't have any details about that, but they talked about the crew too. Yeah, how it's coming out in a few weeks. Yep, and there's a beta. There's beta, an, op- yes. there's an open beta yes. for everyone to so, try it out. Yeah, when is that? I don't. I don't it's remember. later in. Ju- it's later this month, I okay. think. So crew two open beta. Uh, we then moved on to the last thing I talked about was Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and they uh, talked about how you can play as Alexios or Cassandra. Uh, you basically have Spartan blood in you. You have uh, the you're the the bloodline of Leonidas. And you have the broken spear of Leonidas, and so that allows you to do some like crazy mystical kind of things. You know, you can stop looking for that now. It was, ooh, I found it. You found it. I found it. Yes, it's uh, Gallows by Katie Garfield. Mm, nice. I was just checking to make sure that was the right one. I was uh, like, oh yeah, this yeah. is a good because I just like I always love to just google what is the song from the whatever yeah, such yeah. and such trailer and it's like sometimes <laughs> you get like people guessing wrong where it's like oh, yeah. oh it's totally this song you're like no it's, no, it's not. not not even close what are you doing she's is this your band are you in that band did you just want them? them to listen to it yeah um and they kind of dove like they, they uh dove into like this is a full-on rpg yeah like this is not and i think like afterwards i was watching a uh, an interview um and they were talking about like well they always viewed like they they wanted to get to where Assassin's Creed was an RPG, but they like there was a half step, and that was Origins last year. Yeah, and so like the ha- that was a half step in between. This is full on. Like they were just blatantly saying like this is a action RPG, role playing game, yeah. role playing. Yeah, um, and so like there's even things like you know you you can romance other characters, you can add characters to your crew. Your your boat is your base of operations, and like. You just go around and do these different things. Like it seems really, really cool. It looks really cool, and a lot of the gameplay like looked like man, even more so than Origins. Like where Origins, like the the demo, even like from last year, we're like, yeah. oh, we're sneaking around. Oh, we have, and then you got into some of the sword battle stuff. But the gameplay of this like seems way more like action heavy and a lot more of like not necessarily the traditional Assassin's Creed kind of thing where it's yeah. like I, I didn't nobody she, they didn't jump up onto a roof. Right. And like well, track someone through thing, a crowd like, and like they didn't really do any of that stuff. It was it was very much a straightforward kind of a I'm going to assassinate this person in a war scenario. So that's the thing. Like, you know, even last year's UB, uh, yeah, uh, Ubisoft um, conference, they talked about like the eagle and the, you know, you could scope out different areas. And all there was stuff. an eagle in this too. Is there? there yeah. Was? Oh, yeah. In the it. trailer, there was like a couple of like she had an eagle at okay. some point. We didn't actually see what it did, though. 
So here's the thing, and I think I've said this before. The, I love, I love, I always love the idea of Assassin's Creed games. The part I just never like is the Assassin's Creed part of it. <laughs> like, I really just want it to be a straight up like, like a period piece. You know, kind of like Red Dead. You know, yep. a period piece. Like, I just want it to be a third person period piece. I don't need, you know, the Animus and the like assassins and all that kind of stuff. The Templars. Like, who cares about that crap? I don't care about that crap. I just want to play this cool looking game. Yeah. Set in Greece. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me of Rise, Son of Rome, in some sense. Like nice. I, I really liked that game back in the day. Um, but you know, just, just the setting did. Yeah, not the actual gameplay. Um, yeah. So, I, like, honestly, it's super intriguing. It makes me really want to play it. It's the Assassin's Creed part that makes me be like, I don't know. <laughs> wait and see. I'll wait and see. Yeah, I mean, it comes out this year, so I mean, we're we don't have to wait that much longer. Yeah. to see what people say about it. Um, it does like the RPG elements like make me way more likely to check this out. Yeah. I, also, the combat looked a lot smoother um, yeah. than than in the past. So, so there's ship combat in this one too. Um, and uh, I was watching one developer uh, interview, and they were talking about how like if you get up enough speed with your ship and ram the side of another ship, you can basically just cleave it in two. Oh, man. <laughs> man, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing that. I mean, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I feel like that's like prime achievement territory right there, you know, trophy territory. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That definitely <laughs> just, you have to. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Um, okay. So we have two more conferences left. Sony. Uh, I don't have the notes for that. You have the notes for that. So you're going to take it from here. Yes. So Sony, first of all... Um, we had the last of us part two shown, but we had like, it, it was a weird intro. Like yeah, was, the yeah, microphone off, was having issues. Start off in a church. They like the entire audience was in this like weird kind of church area. Um, and uh, didn't know what was going on. Having some weird mic issues. There was this guy who played the banjo, which was cool. Yeah, it was very cool. And it launched into a demo. Very cool song. And then like, uh, that was a cool performance. Yeah. You um, can actually buy that song, um, on vinyl from Mondo. Tease, I, I love it. Com right now, I'm I gonna, love it. I think I'm thinking about doing it. That's awesome. I mean, it was a really cool song, and I liked I liked the vibe that it gave us going into that trailer oh, yeah, as definitely. well. Um, Last of Us Two trailer was was very cool. I mean, it was very um, like the started off with kind of this uh, this quiet thing. Basically, in the trailer, you were in a what appeared to be a similar room to the room that they were in the churchish type room that yeah. the uh, they were in this conference in, yeah. um, I was like, Oh, that's cool. Setting the tone yep. for the people in the room. Cause it's like, Oh, this is like an immersive experience. Like we're yeah. in that room. Um, and then it kind of went into this gameplay section directly after that, which it's, I loved how this whole art piece kind of got put together. Yeah. If you haven't watched this, mm-hmm. this sequence, watch it because it's a, it, it's funny. The best trailers tell a story within themselves a little bit. Yeah. And this definitely does that. For sure. Um, and I would say, like, this wasn't the only, like, several of the, store, the trailers did that. Like, yeah. This did that. Um, Ghost of Shishima did. Yep. yep. And as did uh, Spider Man. Yeah. Um, I don't know if uh, any of the other. Yeah. One. I mean, I mean, Death Stranding, Death Stranding definitely did not. No. <laughs> and neither did, uh, neither did the, uh, oh, the Remedy game, uh, Control. Oh yeah, yeah. The debut game. It's um, amazing. But yeah, so like Last of Us Two, you should watch this. It's very violent. Like it's a violent uh, trailer. Yeah. Um, so like, what's it's inter- like? Hmm. Trying to figure out how to put this. Uh, the Last of Us is 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 a violent game, but it's never like in my mind, it's not necessarily glorified. Yeah. And it's hard to like look at this and like it's like this is this is brutal. Yep. It is a brutal game. And there are some like it's. Like you said, like it's they handled the violence in like Last of Us One 
well like yeah. where it's like it's hey this is not like we're not glorifying the violence it's it's it, it is definitely a, a brutal game but it's not brutal for brutality's sake or to right. like be like hey yes. this is cool you know it's like yeah. you don't really get that vibe that like uh, you know but in like doom a game like doom you look at it and like this is like you're just running and gunning and like yeah. cutting through things and it's like that's because that they made that cool whereas yeah. in in something like the last of us or whatever it's not cool dude in those instances. the the this is the first trailer in a while where I've like I've been I've actively like been nervous. Yeah, like, edge of my like, seat. Edge of my seat. Yes, like waiting to see what in the heck is going to happen. Cringing, like you're like, oh my gosh. you know, that was a close one. Like whenever it was a close one, you're like, oh man, it's beautiful. And there are some really interesting gameplay things in here because it, it was live gameplay. It looked fantastic. Like the graphics were amazing. The sound design was unbelievable oh, yeah. like, like the the difference between like firing a gun inside of the uh inside of like there's a parking garage yeah. and, and firing it from there and then outside like it's completely different sound i mean it's they do this is just top-notch game design yeah well like the lack of a ui was really cool and it's like yeah. that and that was kind of like dynamic depending on like what you picked up and what was available and all that kind of stuff contextual kind of like prompts for like what, what um what weapons to use yeah. and like how to use them and stuff like that. It was like, man, it was really cool. And even like the, there was like a, a small, like tiny little crafting menu there. I and mean, yeah. it's like, but even whenever you pull up that, like it feels very natural and very like not, it was very non obtrusive. Yeah. Which is cool too. Like it wasn't like, Hey, I have to spend five minutes trying to figure out how to craft this. Yeah. Let me hit the start button. <laughs> let me go to this menu. Let me tab over to this menu. Yeah. You know, it wasn't anything cumbersome. It was very fluid. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited about this game. Like, there's no release date. There's basically all, all, pretty much no release date for any of this stuff except for Spider Man. Right. Um. And so, no release date on this one. I I don't know, man. It's a uh, they they've showed this one a few times. Yeah. Um. I feel like it's got to be somewhat close. Like maybe maybe in like two years or something like that. Maybe twenty uh, twenty. I still, yeah. I'm gonna, late twenty nineteen game. I think if this is a twenty nineteen game. They would have said it. Okay. Uh, I think this is probably a 2020 game. Interesting. I, it's the funny thing about this game is that I recognize how like fantastic it is and how amazing the storytelling was in in even just this small trailer because they brought it all full circle at the end. Um, yeah. They brought like this the the intro kind of um, juxtaposition of this really like warm uh, barn setting and things into like this very violent, cold outdoor. Uh, action sequence yeah. and then brought it back to the barn and like brought it all like, bookended it all with with an amazing theme right it's an amazing piece of storytelling but at the same time like i haven't played the first one i the first one has never appealed to me because it is so dreary in in a lot of ways and so like i kind of. it, I, I don't know call it that, but i'll see like we'll have to see like how I, how it goes I'll, i mean i'll probably give the first one a sh another shot like before this one just to see how it goes but it's like i'm not sure if i will end up playing this game however fantastic i feel like it probably is so yeah. um yeah moving into the next section it completely like we hit the brakes pulled the e-brake yeah the train came to a stop immediately after that preview uh there we cut to the like sony like what well, used to be like the pre-show stage, yeah, and they're telling us there's an intermission while we wait for things. So then, while we, we wait for the like them to move the the attendees, well, they didn't tell us that immediately. I know they not just immediately. said well, it's an intermission. 
We talked to Sean Layden about uh, The Last of Us a little bit. Um, we saw a trailer for um, Destiny. Yeah, Destiny 2, uh-huh. uh, the new expansion, Forsaken. Yeah. It, it was a fantastic trailer. Crazy stuff happened in that trailer. Yes. If you don't want to hear, skip forward 15 seconds. Yep. But it looks like Cade's dead. Yep, it looks like Cade 6 is dead. That's crazy. What's funny is all the lore people on uh, like that, I, 7. that I follow are like literally like, no, Cade 6 will be dead. Cade 7 will be a different person. <laughs> like that's that's how like that works. Yeah. So strange. So crazy. Man, so it blows um, my mind. That's gonna be wild. Uh we see anything else there? We saw um, there's a couple other things I feel like. Well, yeah, there's a couple other things. I think they like, recapped all the like what it was it, the stuff leading up to it. Yeah, and they didn't make like they, they talked about yeah, they talked about the uh all the announcements they made leading up to like we talked about last week where it was like, Oh, you know, Tetris yeah. effect. Yeah. And they talked about the that and they talked about the release date for uh for oh whatever the, the motorcycle game is. I can't remember the name of that game ever. <laughs> what are you talking about? The mo- the Sony exclusive motorcycle game coming out in February. Oh, Days Gone. Yeah, Days Gone. They oh, talked okay. about that. They were like recapped all of those things, motorcycle all of those announcements. Game. It's not a motorcycle <laughs> simulator, John. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's road rash, you know. So yeah, so it was weird. Like they lost a lot of momentum, but then they got back into the the conference center, like a different room. Yeah, it was a different, completely different area. This crazy f- flautist flute guy. Yeah, uh, it was it was wild. Uh, I, if I was going to describe his playing style, it would be like Ron Burgundy whenever he's playing that flute solo. Mm-hmm. Um, that's exactly what this was, only like this wooden flute, mm-hmm. like a Japanese kind of which he, Chinese wooden flute. He was not, so. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, but he could play it. <laughs> he could play it. He could play it pretty well. Yeah. So, so then we saw a trailer for uh, um, Ghost of Tis. What is it? Sashima. Sashima. But dude, I still can't pronounce that it right. It looks oh, man. fantastic. So it kind of reminded me of Red Dead a little bit, uh, only because of the horse. Yeah. So it's a third-person um, action-adventure game. Horse it's has a name, in, too, though. In feud, what it seems like feudal um, uh, China. Uh, I think Mon- it's Japan. Did the Mong- Mong- Mongolians invade Japan? I don't know. I don't out. know that they I'm did. I'm going to find out what the setting is here. I don't think the Mongolians invaded Japan. So let me look for ghosts. Historically. Of? Yeah, mainly because they were an island. <laughs> Nation. Yeah, that's true. You're sure, that's 100 uh, true. I think this is China, uh, and um, kind of focused on like they said it was like day nine of the invasion, Mongol invasion, and uh, um, we saw not stealth, but like we saw a really cool like environment, like just like super cool vista. You could see for a while, like these crazy. Like that was I think the most impressive thing to me was the lighting and the environments. Um, there was like leaves coming off trees. Um, it was kind of set up like, uh, you know, you, you think about like the old Westerns kind of like borrowed from uh, um, like some uh, samurai films and stuff like that. And that's kind of vibe you got. Like there was even like kind of a showdown. It's Japan. It's Japan. All right. Well, how did yeah. the Mongols get there? Uh, when? Team uh, uh, Sucker Punch took great care to maintain authenticity, taking multiple trips to the actual island of Tsushima for reference, uh, even with a cast of mostly native Japanese speakers. Um, yeah. Well, you can fire me as a historian now. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, they, they still have a dialogue coach for the game for authentic ancient Japanese um, to not have any modernisms creep in. So it feels right. It's a good thing I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, specialize in Japanese history. Yeah, I mean, this. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's, it looks fantastic. They're like, it, it's oh yeah, it looks amazing. The combat, 
of like some of this stuff later on after you kind of like jump up on the have the stealth section and jump up on the roof and like drop down on those folks it yeah. reminded me a lot of like the batman thing where it's yeah. like oh we surprised them it's slow-mo you take out this person then it focuses on the next one that's down the line and then you, so you can kind of like yeah kind of it, like the maybe maybe in like the mechanics but like the way that it looks doesn't look like that no um, no spider-man looks like a direct kind of ripoff from definitely like from it's that. like oh let's just take those systems and put yeah. put spider-man in there um whereas this like hey you know the the uh the, oh, i just surprised them that sort of thing like yeah. that was the one moment where i was like ooh, that's cool it's like slow-mo like the batman games yeah. where you select the next there's person a lot more attack. stylized dude it looked beautiful man mm-hmm. it looked crazy uh that's i mean that, that's what sold me on it was basically this the overall vibe um and setting um seemed really really cool yeah i i was not interested in this game very much like from what i'd seen from what is it, the game awards or was it psx one of the like the last time we saw this game i was like okay i like it piqued my interest where i'm like i'm gonna pay attention but like this totally sold me on it where oh, yeah, i'm like man definitely. i want to play this game yeah i mean i, I wasn't interested in this in, until now yeah, and now I'm like I'm all about it. This story, like you mentioned, you know, this one t- telling like a complete story as well. Like it's a very yeah. kind of a cool, cool nugget thing, and it's it tells you in gameplay everything that you need to know about like this small slice, and so you can really kind of feel the uh, the emotion of what's going on here. So yeah. um, definitely check out this trailer as well um, if you're at all interested. It's it's super cool. Um, the next thing we kind of went into after that was we had Control, uh, which was a, a new IP from Remedy Games, which is actually like the developer behind um, Quantum Break and uh, Alan Wake. And this game actually looked a lot like like some of the, the visual effects of Quantum Break, like some of the best yeah. parts of Quantum Break. Is this a is this an exclusive? This is not an exclusive. Okay. Um, it's it's a uh, they they got just like announced what publisher they're going with, and it's not an ex- it's a non exclusive game. But I I would imagine that they wanted to put it on Sony because they've never had a game on a Sony console before. Yeah. That Alan Wake and then um, Quantum Break. So they've yeah, always and been this exclusive looks fantastic, dude. Dude, like the the superhero esque kind of things going on here of like oh I'm gonna blast this and move these blocks around or like whatever is happening mm-hmm. in in this this trailer. It all looks like the best parts of Quantum Break. Like yeah. the best parts of Quantum Break. Quantum Break did some things with like the superpower of time. Like they oh, freeze time there, Just zip over here, and like all these things have different um, recharge rates and things. So you're like chaining abilities together. They did some things with with those mechanics that felt so much like a superhero. Like you yeah. were so much like a a you know an X Men or something like that. Like. It, that I wanted it almost to be that, yeah. and this feels like it's like oh, this feels like a great superhero yeah, and it, game. Like they didn't allude to any like kind of TV kind of thing that would break it up to make it. That was the other thing about like Quantum Break. That was yeah. like another defining point about that game, where it's like you had to be on board with that too in order yeah. to like enjoy that game. One hundred percent. Like, and that's where a lot of people like they were like, oh, I mean, the gameplay is really good. It's a gorgeous game, but the TV sections grinds to a halt because it's yeah. twenty minutes. You have to watch a twenty minute TV episode every couple hours. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I, that was like a mandate. It seemed like from Microsoft mm-hmm. um, back before Phil Spencer took over mm-hmm. of like, hey, we need there to be TV, TV, TV. We're creating yeah. our own programming. That was back whenever they were. Had what was it? Spielberg was oh, uh, yeah, like, at the uh, Xbox conference at some point and was like, "I'm making a Halo, yeah, I'm show. making a Halo show. Like we're making all these things, oh, yeah, man, like guys. yeah. I mean, they were gonna dive headfirst and all that. And so, like, it was it was kind of bridged that gap, and it was the you know leftover. What gamers want, John, 
TV. That's exactly what gamers. That's exactly what people I want mean, to and control. I'm not, and I'm not ragging on it because I love the, like the TV pass through. Like yeah. on my Xbox, I use it all the time. Yeah, you know, like I'm all, I don't. I do not watch TV that's not through my Xbox. Yeah, and then I'm also not ragging on the TV portions of Quantum Break because I really liked like yeah. even the TV episodes. Like they were okay. Like they were good. Yeah, they weren't like great TV, but they were like good tie togethers. Good, almost if you viewed them as a cutscene in the game, a 20 minute long cutscene. It's like okay, cool fine you know there are long cutscenes in games but at the same time it's like that's not what every gamer wants and you're very limited to your audience um if you the more things you like that you add into your game you're limiting your audience that much more so this game no hint of that no hint of any weird television show and all fantastic gameplay yeah dude looks great um the next thing that we went into was a big surprise for a lot of people was the resident evil 2 remake yeah um, the theater that we were in went wild. Yeah, dude. Um, they went nuts whenever it was revealed because it's like, oh, it is. Uh, it, they kind of played the whole forty-five seconds of like not knowing what this was, right. and then the, then the big reveal of one of the big characters. And so, um, people are very into the uh, the Resident Evil Two remake. Um, we had Death Stranding was mm. was next. So this is <laughs> this is you want to watch something real weird? Watch the Death Stranding demo or anything about trailer. death stranding anything yeah anything about like it looks cool as all get out yep um i'm, I'm gonna say that mm-hmm. the visuals look cool just kind of like i want to understand what all these things are yeah this is actually the first time i've been interested in death stranding if i'm gonna be completely honest like yep. everything else i'm kind of like well that seems real weird agreed and i still don't know what's going on with like the baby and all the i mean who knows but like the the stuff with like whatever those things are in the sky yeah and like somehow they like changed how time works they said mm-hmm. like that looks insane and it's like at certain levels like everybody who like he was talking conversing with somebody else who has a higher level so they can see these and creatures that, and I don't he can't see means. the creatures but he it's can cool. feel them well and then he puts he, he gets that like weird like uh, antenna thing that somehow allows him to like briefly see them. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it looks crazy. The uh, the, the funny thing about this one is like the only like we saw what what appeared to be gameplay. Yeah. Of him delivering all sorts of odd objects to isolated right. well, areas. Said, yeah, doesn't he say he's a delivery person or something like that? He does. Okay. And like he's literally like pulling behind him multiple like sci-fi futuristic looking like boxes of things. And like at one point it looks like he has a body on his back. Yeah, like, well it's like is this just like a mailman simulator? I mean, and that's what I was, I was like. I feel like this is a cool setup for a horror game of like, it almost feels like, oh, Mountains of Madness, where it's, it's like, like super mundane. Yeah, this theme of like isolation of like, I'm out there on my own, anything could happen. And it's like, yeah. well, this is a weird world where anything does happen, yeah. you know? And so it's uh, it's a really cool setup for a, for a horror game. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm a sci fi futuristic delivery person that delivers really weird objects to very strange places and uh, climbing mountains all the way. I just don't know. Like I saw the gameplay. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. Like what the, like, I was talking to a guy beforehand at the theater. Like he was like, Oh, what are you most excited about? I was like, Oh, I'm most excited about Spider-Man. I was like, but I also want to see what is, what, like, what am I doing? What's the main verb that I'm doing in, in Death Stranding. Oh, we still don't really know. And we don't know. Delivering things, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Is that 20% of the game? Is that 5% it, of the game? Is, is that thing. none of the game? I don't think it matters. We're not going to see this game for another four years anyway. Agreed. I feel like this is another one of those next-gen games that we're seeing oh, super early. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Death Stranding, dude. Um, I think, we, did we skip over whenever they talked about Black Ops? 
map packs, like yes. from three coming to four? Because they talked about that in the weird intermission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is really cool. Like, it makes me more excited for Black Ops Four. But what I couldn't tell is like how you how you get those maps if you have to pre-order. And is it only on PlayStation? I think it's some pre-order. Stupid thing. I think it's. I think you pre-order and you get them. But I'm not sure if it's only on PlayStation mm. or if it's a you pre-order them and get them on PlayStation because they also were giving them to you in Black Ops Three if you pre-ordered <laughs> on PlayStation. They're already in Black Ops Three. They're not already in Black Ops Three, so like they're Black adding Ops them two as, maps as well. Yeah, so they're oh they're older maps, and so oh, yeah. Grief. Anyway, <laughs> so that was very confusing. So if you're interested in Black Ops, are you sure they're coming to four? Or were they just saying it was coming to three? No, they're coming to four and three. Oh my god! So four whenever it launches, and three to, like very soon today. Seems weird. Okay, I I know. It was very strange. It was very confusing, Chris. Especially confusing in that weird intermission where it's like they're trying to rush through a bunch of stuff. It'll actually be, it'll be funny to see how they how those maps actually get used because like Black Ops Three, don't they have uh, jumpsuits in those? Mm-hmm. In like that, some in that game. Some uh, there's but lots of but we didn't Black Ops Two. There's lots of big movement stuff that, that's happening in that game. Like I think big jumps and stuff. So mm. Mm. Black Ops Two was one of my favorite multiplayer ever. Black Ops Two. Is- do Black right. Ops Four actually like the uh, the trailers that I've seen have looked really cool. I hope That's that uh, I hope they don't do too much with the exosuits or anything like that because yeah. they still have those in this game. So I don't know. Anyway, um, what was Neo next? Two is the next thing. So Neo Two is a thing. It's very brief. Very brief. Uh, we didn't see almost anything. I feel like that's one of the also pretty far away because um, Neo One didn't that just come out like last year or the year before or something. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's. Not super far in development. And then we did a deep dive. Um, what they were talking about is as being a deep dive into Spider-Man, the video game. And uh, it was basically a big boss battle. It was like a, a hey, I'm going to go out to this prison um, and there's trouble that's happening out here. There's a prison break that's happening. Um, Electro is wreaking havoc out here, breaking out, out uh, five different villains. Um, and so we had a face down between Spider-Man and five different villains. And uh, that was cool. It was. It looks fantastic still. I do wish that I'd seen regular gameplay. After the conference, they flipped over to uh, the the same like uh, people who did the intermission, and they had like actual gameplay with the developer sitting right there. And that was honestly more compelling to me than some of the boss battle stuff. Mm. Um, the boss battle stuff was cool, and it's cool to see the different different villains and things like that. The big reveals of all these, you know, Rhino and uh, and Green Goblin, and it was uh, these these cool villains, but. At the same time, like I just wanted to see, like what's the moment to moment? How do I? Yeah. What, what type of missions am I accepting? Or like, what are the the small things that I'm doing? Because yeah. in like Sunset Overdrive, it's like you do do the the boss battles, but they're very very spaced out. Yeah, the majority of the time you spend running around the streets, yeah, like taking care of like whatever pops up, whatever's going on, the little like side missions, all that kind of stuff. In, in yeah, Sunset Overdrive and even things like Batman. Like, yeah. you, you spend mo- I mean, you spend majority of your time running around the streets and doing things. Yeah. Which we saw that, but it was in the post show. Right, right. Um, and that was honestly more impressive to me than the, sure. than the boss battle, kind of scripted yeah. boss battle that's going to play out however it plays out, basically, um, yeah. story point. And uh, I mean, not that, that didn't, wasn't impressive. No. But, like, just like looking at the open world and swinging through the open world, that's insane. Like, the mm-hmm. way it, I can't. I, I don't know if I, I I don't understand how that that the game is real. Agreed. Like the lighting 
and and the way that it all like works together of like the the movement where it's like oh i'm running i'm swinging now but then like you get close to a building close enough to a building and it's like oh now i'm running alongside mm-hmm. the building and it's like oh my goodness it's real weird it's uh it it's it's real chris and it's coming out very soon it's true um and so yeah i'm i'm very amped for that 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 was the last thing that they really showed at their conference yeah. um also in the post show or whatever they showed that uh the fromsoft um game oh vr game yeah vr game it yeah. was very strange uh it was i think they showed think several vr games they had like a Daracine. vr recap or something like that yeah they did Daracine is what that one was called so i'm they said it was very different for for fromsoft and it definitely did not look like dark souls at all so no. um but yeah all right, the last conference. Nintendo. The, yeah, I was about to say the Nintendo Direct. Um, so this one was today, and uh, watched it. It was it, like it, it balanced. First of all, overall, it was like between weird and then amazing, and then <laughs> Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is amazing. But yeah. um, so we started off. We opened up with Damon X. Mm, Machina, um, and it's a weird new mech game uh, kind of looking thing. It, it didn't look very good to me. No, um, it, the, it the, looked. Like, I thought it was a mobile game. That's what I thought and too. Then, no, no, it's not. But it's it's. I don't know. I don't know what it is exactly. I will not be playing it probably. No. Um, but anyway, it exists. Uh, there's Xenoblade Chronicles Two DLC, um, which is surprising. Like Nintendo has been doing more and more DLC these days, which is cool. Um, so it's a that's like a 200 hour RPG uh, on your Switch. So if you are interested in that game, uh, there's more to be had via DLC apparently. Um, so if 200 hours worth of a RPG is not enough for you on your switch, here's more. Um, and then there's Pokemon. They, uh, they didn't really do much new things with Pokemon. No. I know after the fact in the Treehouse, so which is the, their like live stream afterwards, they showed a little bit more of, of like what the gameplay looks like and that sort of thing. So that was a little bit, uh, one of those. Yeah. It was the Pokemon, I, uh, let's go Eevee. Let's go, um, Pikachu. Yeah. Pikachu. What they did show though, that I thought was interesting was the, um, what's mm. it called? Oh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Pokeball controller. Pokeball Plus. Yeah. Uh, comes with Mew. Yeah. And um, so that's crazy. Also, I don't understand. I, why do you need that? They haven't really explained why you, you need that. You don't need that? How um, do you use it as a controller? That's because thing. so the, the, what they've been talking about with this game is that you can play it with one Joy-Con. Okay. A single Joy-Con. So and all that, you need. Does that Pokeball have a joystick on it? Yeah, it has a joystick on it where the uh, where the uh, where you would imagine where the circle is okay. on on the thing. There's a little nub there with a joystick on it, so you can play it as a Joy-Con basically. And there's a button on it as well. Does and it so, provide me benefits that I take it with me or something? So does yes, it catch Pokemon um, for me. It can it can behave with it can interface with your phone as well as a Pokemon Go controller so okay. it'll it'll work that way um, it'll also like if you load on uh, a Pokemon into this Pokeball yeah. it will get you like as you take it places it'll get you certain rewards in the game like if you whenever you transfer it back mm. in next time you boot Feel up like the game have to get this um, and then it also like if you play with it out there like it'll make cool sounds as you pet it like if you put Pikachu in there he'll like oh you know shake him around and he'll be, oh Pikachu you know he'll say <laughs> say his name and things and it's, it's very cute <laughs> very awesome um, for for the Poke fan um, but yeah it's a That's what uh, I need making noise in my backpack at work is you Pikachu. totally you're in a meeting you kick the backpack and it's Pikachu <laughs> oh you know gosh. I was like oh this is yeah awesome this is awesome I love this um, I, I jump out the, ne- the nearest window. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, just take it out and like throw it at somebody. You know, just yeah, just chuck it across. The- How did this get in <laughs> oh here? Oh my gosh! <laughs> or just try to Pikachu try sneaking to, in my bag. Try, try to capture them. Yeah, it's like always trying to come with me to work, Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Stupid guy on my phone. <laughs> What's funny? So after the uh, the conference, they, or after the direct, they had the the extra gameplay in Treehouse, and and the gameplay is interesting. I, it finally, like as you, they showed off uh, one of the woods, like the first woods that you get to um, whenever you uh, played the original games, and it looked really cool. It looked a, a, like a really detailed version of the same models that are in um uh the latest pokemon games for 3ds but it's like hd versions of all of those models and also out of the grass so you could see the pokemon walking around in the grass so it's like if you wanted a specific pokemon and be like hey i want to capture um a pikachu you can literally be like oh there's a pikachu in the grass right there i'm gonna walk over and and like attack like get them um, capture them, but then once you in- initiate the uh, the the battle, quote unquote, or the instance, it's basically just like you're throwing Pokeballs at them. There's no battle portion of it for the- capturing Pokemon, um, and but your party Pokemon get experience through that because I was like always wondering how do you grind in this game? Because like typically, if you wanted to level up a Pokemon, you could just do a bunch of wild Pokemon encounters to level up a Pokemon and grind up to get to whatever right. would would beat the next gym, but in this instance, it's like you you get experience from capturing other Pokemon. So you just capture more Pokemon if you want more experience for your, your party Pokemon. It's a weird way, and it's a very kind of a, 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 a reducted version of the Pokemon games. Um, and so like I'm interested to see if this actually appeals to me whenever it comes down to it, or if I just wait until the next like 2019 wherever the full rpg kind of comes out yeah um the battles uh with other trainers work exactly the same way as they do in uh in normal pokemon things and it looks even more glorious because it's all on your switch in hd rather than the the 3ds mm. kind of stuff so um but yeah that's it, that look at it was interesting to me i was like okay this is interesting gameplay it basically is exactly the same as the other games except for capturing pokemon is vastly different it's yeah. just the pokemon go mechanics yeah. um they moved on from that point to a surprise the biggest surprise i would say of this conference well maybe second biggest surprise um super mario party was announced so if you like mario party there's a brand new one coming which i'm super pumped about that and because they showed some really cool things like with the switch yeah like the way like with two switches together um like it was like this weird kind of like it's game like a, board almost. It's like a board game, but it was yeah. like a mini game within the board game, and they had the uh-huh. two switches, but they would put them next to each other in different configurations to have like a different game board. Yeah, it was super cool. I liked it a lot, um, and I like party games. I like honestly. Um, so um, I don't think I've, I I played uh, Mario Party on Wii. Mm-hmm. That's probably the last Mario Party I've played. I don't even know if there was one since then. I don't think there was. So like, but that's a, it's really fun. I'm super pumped for it. Yeah, I'm I'm in because it's this is that like that multiplayer thing that your Switch yeah. is so good at. Like yeah. you can take it on the road and like have multiple Joy Cons there. At least play a two player game of this. It's, right. it's cool. I yeah. love this. Um, plus, it's like I like board games. I know. And so digital versions of board uh-huh. games, even though like they're cumbersome sometimes, and it's like you got to wait for for like loading or wait for whatever. Like at times, I still enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but that was a big surprise. They also showed Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah. So what is is this anything? This didn't look to me anything like uh, Fire Emblem 
Uh, what was the one right before this? Uh, so the one right before this this was uh, Shadows of Valentia and then also Fire Emblem Awakening. Yeah, Awakening. Awakening was the one where it got like super big and mainstream. But, but it didn't look like that. No, to me. it didn't look like that. It was uh, it was still sprites like a uh, pixelated kind of sprites on the on the overworld at times, and then you would initiate battles, and then it would go into the 3D stuff. Um, this looked really interesting because you have like in addition to the so this is a tactical RPG. And so you have your party with you. And in the previous games, it was just your party. You would get to know those characters in your party, and you would go battle with this, these 12 people uh, in in awesome places and, and defeat armies and that sort of thing, right? Yeah. In this one, you're not just with those 12 people or 14 people or whatever. You have like additional units it looks like so say you bring in a character they have like 14 other swordsmen behind them and so i don't know it was it's a very odd look at this game i want to see more from it because it looks so drastically different from what i expected it to look like yeah um because i expected it to be full 3d i just didn't expect the gameplay to be um this smooth almost or this um this non non-traditional um because it does it, it is a still a tactical rpg where you still have like a grid based kind of a thing and um there's still all of the same like strengths and weaknesses uh swords are strong against um spears and spears are strong against axes and axes you know so it's like there's the still the wheel of, yeah. of the circle of of buffs and debuffs but at the same time the gameplay just looked looked odd to me so yeah. i want to see more i'm not like less excited, but I'm definitely not more excited about it yeah. having seen this gameplay. Yeah. So um, me neither. Hmm, hmm. It's kind of a bummer too because the Fire Emblem games are fantastic, and it's like I will go back and play all the ones I didn't play on my 3DS if this one is not like something that it looks like I'll be into. Yeah. Um. The next thing that they showed was Fortnite is available now on Switch. Yes. For free. For free. It's not the uh, the save the world side. There's no save the world side. So that's, that's the fine. first console without the save the world side. Uh, interesting thing to note. Mm -hmm. If you are a player on PS4, it does not import your purchases or your character or progression. What? But if you are a PC or Xbox player, it does. That's because so Sony sucks. That's so dumb. There's cross-play as well between Switch and uh -huh. Xbox yeah. and, uh, and PC but not, and, but not and mobile. But not PlayStation. Um dumb dude i downloaded it uh, just now i'm i'm excited to log on and uh well, and get thing, this. Like, i mean so i mean i'll be way more likely i'll play this like, all the time on the go now <laughs> yeah. like uh the mobile version is terrible like you can't i can't i can't play that thing i yep. don't know who can uh, 12 year old boys and girls can i, I mean can't. people who people who have interfaced and play games on their phone like constantly sure probably. i don't know how it's it's it baffles my mind i don't know um but Anyway, Chris, I need buttons. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, like and I mean, joysticks. Yes, that's agreed. what I need. So anyway, that's what um, I'm going to use that for. I, yep. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm super pumped. Yeah, uh, the, there's also another interesting detail that came out after after the fact was any three and a half millimeter headset works with this game in game chat. Here's a question. But so, no other game does, Chris. There is no other game that you can chat with other people via the the um, Switch itself. You have to use a cell phone in order to. If chat we're both, with so say we're in um, on Xbox and yeah. you're and you're in game chat, you're not on Xbox Live chat, and I'm in game chat on Switch. Can we talk to each other? I think that that's what they're implying with all of this is that that's like you can amazing. like via via um, Epic's in-game party system. Yeah. 
you can not only party up, but you can talk to each other. That's, and like, so that's how they bypass everything. Like they're bypassing the system on Xbox. Uh -huh. They're bypassing the system on Nintendo. Yeah. And so you can chat with each other via that on PC. And so I love that. It's amazing. That's and so like that's amazing so friendly as far as like cross platform play yeah. goes like this yeah. is where it needs to happen with every game. agreed let's um, just play it where we want to play it that's right that's right with the people that we want to play it with yeah regardless of platform yeah um dragon ball fighter z for switch was announced this is one of the things that people are like ever since the game was announced like it needs to be on switch and i'm like I, it'll look gorgeous on your big tv um but it'll play on switch i mean it's, yeah, it's exciting yeah I mean, whoever, like, people who haven't played this game or who don't I think, have I mean, I think I, I don't. I think everything should be on Switch. That's true. You're right. You're right, Chris. Whenever you're right, you're right, and you're right. <laughs> um, Overcooked 2 was a big surprise. Yeah, that's exciting. So, like, I'm actually super pumped <laughs> about this. I love Overcooked. Yeah. But then this side, look, it has, like, uh, looks like haunted house, like, mm -hmm. kitchen, and, like, kitchens that change yeah. in the match kind of like smash style yeah uh, they played around a little bit with that one with like oh we're on two well, semi trucks yeah they would shift and stuff like that but not like completely change where it's a completely new kitchen yeah like the floor the drops out and takes away the oven or something like that like yeah yeah and then also the there's a gameplay thing that they mentioned that i i have wanted in overcooked one but didn't realize like i didn't think ever in my brain like oh it's actually possible for them to add this throwing ingredients uh-huh yeah you can now throw ingredients across uh -huh. like hey Take this hamburger, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah, I like that. It's awesome. <laughs> Whereas before, it would literally just drop it where you stood. Yeah, and oh, so, and that was super frustrating. <laughs> so you're like, I'm here, throwing, take this plap. Oh. I'm going to be throwing everything now. I know, me too, man. I hope, Why you, wouldn't I you? hope you can throw it into the pot from across the room. <laughs> Swish. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you wouldn't go straight in the pot. You have to chop it up first. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But you could, you could throw it to the, like, throw it the to chop the station chop or whatever, station. And you can throw all the pieces <laughs> into the from across the room be awesome dude oh, super cool. um the next big surprise was killer queen black mm. this is going to be a big deal for a very small group of people because killer queen what this theme is it's an arcade cabinet right it's a five versus five arcade cabinet so it costs like tens of thousands of dollars mm. for arcades to get it there are a certain number of them all across the country but at each of those locations apparently they always have a massive line mm. um so that people who get into this like a team of five like there's different ways to win so there's uh there's different strategies you can take and while you're working one strategy you have to play defense on the other strategy so it coming to consoles and it coming to switch specifically is a pretty big deal for a like i said a smaller group of people and i think for that like the maker of that game it's fascinating that like they take this what was uniquely an arcade experience that you had to go somewhere like find a place that was nearby go there and play it yeah. um wait in probably a massively long line and play it and uh and it's it's interesting that's coming here the other thing about the arcade cabinet was if you win you stay like they it basically you pay once and as long as you're winning as long as you're on a winning streak you don't have to pay again like you're 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 there and so people will come and challenge whoever and so if you're really good you can play for a really long time until someone takes you down so it's crazy it's a uh I, I thought that was a fascinating announcement it just kind of breezed by because it's like what is killer queen no one i mean it's very small people, a very small group of people will understand what this mm -hmm, is. Mm -hmm. um, Hollow Knight was the next announcement. Hollow Knight looks awesome. I'm excited about this game. It's 15 bucks it's on the eShop. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, this was another one of those like, oh, it's out right now kind right. of announcements. And uh, I'm into it. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's like 15 bucks on the eShop. It's a platformer. It looks super cool. 
I kind of want to download it right now. Me too. It's got this uh, hand-drawn kind of art style. Like it, it reminds me of like um, a like a cartoon. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and like that's it was it's like kind of a dark kind of cartoon esque yeah. kind of thing with like a uh, a Tim Burton kind of look yeah. to it as well. So I'm I'm into this dude. Um, at first I thought it was an expansion to Shovel Knight, and I was like, what? You know, but no, it's it's not. It's a different game. It's a different night, Chris. Mm. A different night. Octopath Traveler. They talked about that having a new demo, uh, free Super demo for that. It's coming out, and I'm excited that there's new demo because, like the uh, the first alpha that I played, like I was into, it was very very short, mm. um, and so it didn't really give me a good like look at what the gameplay is going to be like. So hopefully, the new demo gives you uh, a good glimpse of what that game is before it comes that out. Looks in, real cool in July. It's coming out like I think very very soon. So keep your eye to the uh, to the eShop for the Octopath Traveler demo. Um, then. We went into Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yep. This was the big one. And it took, like, it was a large portion of their conference. It was like half their conference. They half the show. started with the character reveals. Yep. And they were like, yeah, you know, since we debuted the new new uh, game, everybody keeps asking about who are the characters and everything. So let's just, you know, go through all the characters. And they start showing the characters, and they have them all numbered by their own first appearances in a Smash Brothers game. And so they kind of go out of order. They go one, here's six, here's three, here's 24. They kind of go out of this order. And after a certain point, it's like, wait, Snake is in this from wherever and Pac-Man is in this and it's, and then they just kind of like reveal like, okay, yes, it's every single character that we've ever had in a smash brothers game is now in this game. Yeah. Blew my mind. That's wild. It's crazy. The, it's what we wanted though. It is. Yeah. The licensing feat that it would have had to take to gather all of these characters together that haven't like, cause it was, it's amazing to me that snake, uh, a, um, it, it was in Smash, um, I think it was mm, Brawl. And so, like, for Solid Snake to be in that game and then now back in this game, it's like you have to go and approach, um, oh, uh, what's the company? Konami. Yeah, Konami, about getting that license. Yeah. It's like Konami is I mean, like wor- super it's, not interested it's, it's, in it's, it's worth it, though. Like, in, like I mean, people are going to buy this game. So, I mean, it's kind of a no brainer, I feel like, for publishers. I mean, why would you keep your character <laughs> out of a Smash game? I guess that's true. It doesn't, it doesn't, that doesn't help you at all. <laughs> and it's like balancing that that all is is amazing to me as well. He was talking about, hey, Kirby actually absorbs all these characters, so you have to build special abilities based on every single one of these characters for Kirby. Right. <laughs> and so like just the 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 breadth of this game um is unbelievable to me. So yeah. um it's uh it'll be interesting to see. We had some new character reveals. We had Ridley, um, which has been a, like a character that fans have been asking for. That's uh, uh Samus's uh, from Metroid, uh, Samus's arch enemy. It's it's a dragon character and uh, alien slash dragon, uh, and it's always been too big. Like he's always said, oh, you know, it's it's uh, character's hard to balance because it's like twice as tall as every other character. And so like they just did some design things to keep him crouched and keep him like down a little bit, folded up a little bit to uh, to to maintain. And they did did some gameplay after the fact of Ridley, and it was very cool. They also had the uh, Splatoon characters, um, which they announced back whenever they originally announced the game. So I'm pumped for this game. Yeah, dude. It's, uh, <laughs> when's it come out? It comes out in December, comes out December 7th. And so very soon. It's exciting. That. And then I guess just cause are the two December games. Like they're the, the late games that are coming yeah. out this year. So yeah. that's the conferences. 
So um, we are what? Two hours in? Hour, or I have 137 minutes at this point. So we're two hours and about 17 minutes in. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with some, uh, some analysis about all the conferences and our favorite games and what we're excited for and all that here in just a second. All right, we're back. We are back. We've been refreshed. I have a Mountain Dew in my hands. I have a coffee in my hands. This is the best. It is nice. Living our best life. This is living our best life. The best E3 2018 life. Yep. Um, all right. So um, we just went through a lot. Dude, that was like two hours <laughs> and change. Two hours, 15 minutes of yep. nonstop talking E3 madness. First, I want to go through just the qu- quickly. We want to move quickly yep. through our predictions. Yep. Okay, so the, the group prediction that we already talked about, yep. Forza Horizon 4, definitely happening. We were wrong about all of the locations. But right about the game. But right about the game. Um, we had Chris had yeah. a Sony hardware mm-hmm. VR wireless. Nope, didn't Completely happen. Completely wrong. John, Halo 6 this year, Battle Royale. Halo 6-ish, but not Halo, called, Halo, called that. No, not this year. And it's not this year. And no Battle Royale. No Battle Royale. Chris, uh, let me see. Microsoft hardware, Elite Controller 2. Didn't happen. Nope, not a thing. Uh, John, Sony, Bloodborne 2, next-gen console. None of that happened. <laughs> uh, Chris, uh, Forza Horizon gets announced. Halo gets announced. Gear gets announced. Uh, Fable gets announced. And Sunset Overdrive gets mm, announced. I got three out of five, John. You did, in fact, get three out of the five. So I will give you that one, sir. Mm. Um, I had Ubisoft has a weird thing with Nintendo. It happened, but not in the as wide of a way as I wanted That's it fine. to. That's fine. It still is a weird thing. Um, and then EA. Chris says five Star Wars games and no microtransactions. They said no loot boxes. Mm. Is it, they like hammered that point home? Yeah, so yeah. I give you a half a point on Thanks. that one. That's awesome. That's great. Um, I said Cyberpunk 2077, and it's a Microsoft exclusivity window. It is not Microsoft exclusivity window. But 2077 Cyberpunk so was half there. half a point for that. So half a point for that. We both so have we're, a we're, point and a half. That's right. Uh, Chris says Epic shows up uh, as well as maybe the Rocket League developer mm-hmm. on the Sony stage to talk about cross-play with the other consoles. Mm, didn't happen. None of that happens. In fact, still no cross-play. Sony doubles down on their lack of cross-play for by Fortnite. not including Fortnite and uh, Nintendo, who is... Largely not a threat to what Sony a whatsoever. Bunch of jerks. Like, come on. Like, Nintendo? You think Nintendo is a threat? I don't know. It's so strange. Um, uh, I also said that five new Microsoft IP would be announced uh, with exclusivity. How many were there? Two. Two? Two right, I'll give you new IP. Point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so close. So you have two points. I have a point and a half. There it is. You won the prediction game. The prediction game. All right. I like our predictions. I feel like if our predictions had happened, like oh, it would have been a way better. Why didn't they just do that, Chris? Oh, why, I mean, yeah. Why, don't, why doesn't everybody just listen to us? Why don't companies just do the most outrageous things? Why don't they throw away The Last Jedi <laughs> in the garbage? I, I, we're, we're, and just uh, do what we want. We're off of gaming now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the press conferences as a whole. Yeah. Um, being objective, yeah. Presentation-wise, my favorite two were Microsoft and Ubisoft. Yep, both the of those conferences were great, man. Mm. Um, Fantastic, dude. just like they went, they moved. Like 
even the games that I wasn't super interested in, I felt like they they made a good case for why I should be interested in them. Yeah. The only like they both had some slow parts. Like Microsoft kind of like hit a a lull whenever we were talking about Game Pass, and it was kind of like, oh, it launches two times faster. I'm like, I was expecting something else there, uh, some kind of bigger announcement. You know, um, the two times faster thing, it's like, I understand, like, hey, yeah, these people, you know, like, let's give them, let's give, give them a little bit of the stage because we want to talk about our services for a second. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you can talk about your services and that be a bullet point in your services right. rather than almost literally being the only reason that they talked about. Yeah. It. Uh, and then Ubisoft, like, whenever it was the, it was the, the rabbits part that was just like real, like weird and like slow. <sighs> Again, I think that part was weird because like, oh, well, they wanted to do something that way because Miyamoto is sitting right there, you know? I, I really truly do feel like that's probably why that existed in their conference. Yeah, maybe. Um, if I'm gonna rank them, you know, like probably Microsoft number one, Ubisoft two. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say Sony three. Yeah. Uh, in third place, the um, they, so- they just had a weird like. So this is the thing: games, fantastic. Yeah. And it, and if they hadn't had that weird like intermission in the middle mm-hmm. and try to do all this experiential stuff that didn't translate to the the viewers at home, they probably would have had like. The better conference agreed but they uh they did do all that <laughs> <laughs> if you just don't do the bad stuff you would have been best i mean and they like even try to like i don't know this is not the way that you communicate um and events to the fans like they uh they were like had this video like this is how we built the blah blah blah, blah the yeah. like two locations it's like okay that's cool but you didn't show us any of this stuff like they showed some of like the experiential stuff um, as people moved between the two venues after the whole stream, it was like half an hour later after the whole thing was over. But it wasn't even like a stuff. walkthrough. It was just like a static no. shot of this thing. It was it was real weird. Like uh, it was just like a they could have presented that in a be- way better way. Um, Agreed for the viewers at home. Agreed, and like in and it, even the people on the ground, I don't think like they were missing announcements. Yeah, I mean, you know? like there was some people who were Destiny fans who like were upset that they missed a Destiny trailer. Oh, and then like the the, uh, the what they really wanted to see the um, the gameplay for Spider Man. Sure, they got to go play it there in a second, but like Spider Man, the gameplay for Spider Man that you didn't even see that wasn't yeah. on the on the stage. Um, as far as like media outlets like hosting that stream and then like putting things in. I think IGN, like somebody from IGN tweeted out, I think it was Alana tweeted out like, Hey, we don't even know if this conference is over right now. Like they've just, is this another intermission? Is it over? What's, you know, so it's like they didn't communicate well to anyone involved, either other, you know, media companies aside from maybe the thousand or, or, or so people in the room, like everyone else in the world who watched that, were confused yeah. and were like deflated at at certain points. And so whether or not it was a great experience for the thousand people in the room, there are tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people watching this thing after the fact that are going to be like, what? Yeah. Like, and I don't, I don't want to like belabor the point and just like rag on them, but no. um, it's, it's, it's just super weird. I, I, like, I also wasn't a huge fan. Like the, beforehand they were like, Hey, we're going to focus on these four games. And like, yeah. we kind of did. Yeah. Like we talked about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and they did have extended gameplay of those four of games. Of those four, sure. And they were really good. But, you know, like, it, but this is the thing. I don't think that any of that, nothing that they did needed to be a, a, a conference. Except for the two musical pieces and Sean Layden talking at the beginning. 
could have been a Nintendo Direct style. It could have been thing. Nintendo Direct style. Like, and that's kind of like that's where. And honestly, I, you insert if they had done that. So let's if I go down that mental path of like if they had provided, hey, here's a live in in the like, hey, here's the two venues for the people who are there, but also here's a stream of like the same content but in a different way for the people at home. Um, I don't. I don't want to try to fix their their conference. I don't know. I feel like, like that could have that could have been good, and you would have had the uh, the Destiny trailer and stuff like that inserted in yeah. rather than being like over on this other stage that we're weirdly announcing. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I like, there was no reason for to be, to like, for people to be there for this to happen in this way. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think that they, they had the stronger material, like, but, and, and especially in terms of exclusives, oh, yeah. uh, console exclusives. Um, anyway, like, super disappointed by that, by that conference. By the presentation. By of the presentation the, the of that conference. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think, uh, after that, I would probably put EA after that. Yeah. Uh, well, sorry, I forgot to put Nintendo in. I'd probably yeah. put Nintendo in after that. I yeah. thought that, I mean, I like the Nintendo Directs. Like, yeah. uh, surely they didn't show a lot of new things. Um, but, um, it, it was, it was presented well. EA, um, I think was kind of presented poorly. It was just kind of like, it felt like a hodgepodge. And it, like, it has in years past too, but this was even like less produced. Where would you, would you put Bethesda after them then? Sorry, Bethesda. Sorry. I feel like Bethesda okay, was better than EA's yeah, conference. Yeah, sorry. I'm missing some. So, so right now it goes Microsoft, Ubisoft, Sony, um, Nintendo, mm-hmm. uh, Bethesda. Yeah. Um, EA. EA. Square Enix. Square Enix, yeah. That's the, order that the one that to. shouldn't exist at all, Square Enix. Chop that off the bottom. I mean, again, like it, all of the stuff that was covered in that was covered better in other conferences. Yeah. Um, the Kingdom Hearts stuff was better in the Sony conference and things like well, that. Well, then, then even Microsoft. Right. Yeah, I don't like, know if we talked about the Kingdom Hearts in the Sony conference. No, I totally missed that one completely. They showed like Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. um, that whole section. It was pretty cool. By far, that was the most compelling trailer that I saw of yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, for sure. Because of the Pirates thing, because yeah. of like they integrated this other stuff well. I just think like the audience of those trailers was cut really poorly. I mean, well, there's no sound effects and yeah. like, I don't know, it's real weird. I'm, um, I'm curious if that game will end up coming out whenever I don't know how out. it's going to because it doesn't look like it's even halfway finished. But, I'm, okay. I'm confused about the release date on that one. Anyway, um, but yeah, so like that, that's the order that I would have too. EA's conference, uh, as far as that goes, it was fairly traditional in, in the EA kind of way. I do like the fact that they tried to shake it up a little bit with like, hey, let's be more personable. Let's bring out and let's talk about the fact that we screwed up Battlefront, you know, too. And like, yeah, and that actually made me want to like play Battlefront and stuff like that, but that doesn't make my co- the conference any better. Right. I think the messaging was good. It was just like the delivery again, yeah. not it's great. It's good they got out, out front and did it like the day before because it's like, well, I don't have anything else to compare this to today so right you won the day <laughs> yeah yeah well at the time like after i got done watching i was like yeah i'm hyped for all yeah. this stuff i'm hyped for an- yeah. uh, anthem i'm hyped and for, less for these hyped, things you know no. like later on but you know um but like comparing it to pre- presentation yeah. wise to something like microsoft's conference yeah. or something like uh ubisoft's conference especially like yeah. it's like man these there are tighter ways to do these things and uh and way more produced ways to do live stage presentations yeah so i thought like um my favorite games that um, were shown, like my favorite game that uh, was not shown that's coming out this year is Red Dead. So mm-hmm. there's that. Yeah. My favorite game that was shown that's coming out this year. Um, Within the next year or this calendar year? No, 2018 this calendar year, 2018. Or like, okay. Um, is probably Spider-Man. Agreed. That just looks so fun. Um, I also think like, so f- favorite the Maybe game. Forza Horizon 4. Forza Horizon 4 is, is for sure like up there. Um, 
but that one wasn't kind of a known I expected that like it's a known quantity yeah. like and and Spider-Man I kind of expected as well but it's like it's different like yeah. it's it's different than other things that I've played I also think like coming out of this conference the biggest takeaway that I have is that I'm very excited more excited than I expected for the division two so biggest oh, man, surprise yeah. if you oh, want to put yeah. it there like oh man I did not expect to be me this neither. amped for that yeah that or like I, honestly Death Stranding surprised me yeah like, I mean until now that thing like has just confused the daylights out of me and it doesn't still it does but yeah. it, it at least seems interesting to me now yeah it literally could have been anything before yeah and so it could have been a game that I would love it also could be a game that I would absolutely hate you know yeah. it's like uh, this could be like a text based adventure I don't know what it was before um, but as, as of now like scenes what we saw this time I was like yeah this is a game that I'm interested in now yeah so yeah um, probably like the biggest game that I'm like Excited for that's coming out later is Gears 5. Yeah. Like, I love that franchise, and I'm super excited about that game. I like where they're going with that franchise, too. Because, like, they've it's developed, like, and matured over time. Yeah. And, like, I really enjoyed where we left things with uh, Gears 4 mm-hmm. and having, like, you know, where Marcus was at, where the, mm-hmm. the other, you know, Kate was at, where um, Marcus's son was at. I can never remember his name. Oh, uh, J.D.? Um, is it J.D.? Yeah, it's J.D. Uh <laughs> But uh, where everybody's at in that game, like I just, it, it's it's a fun franchise, yeah. and uh, and they're mixing that fun into some other cool territory now, like with more um, emotionally serious or emotionally weighty stuff going on now. Yeah, and just kind of exploring. I guess just a, it's a weird story. Like I don't want to spoil it. Like, yeah. but it's a weird storyline. Yeah, it's like this is weird, uh, and I like it. And it's it's fairly, I. It's fairly unique. Yeah. Like where you're like, I don't know that a video game, specifically video game, has really like done a ton in this like in that genre and world before. Like in that in that way, like with those types of stories. Yeah. We're being real vague now and um, people don't it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> um Yeah, like Play Gears Four. This is a great this is a great year. Like it's so there were no hardware announcements, all that kind of stuff that we had last year. And yeah. I honestly, I kind of prefer this uh, because mm-hmm. it allows like a lot more room, breathing room for games. Yeah. Um, and uh, like a lot of focus on a variety of different games. Yeah. Um, we just ran through a ton, but like, you know, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, yeah. Uh, whatever the new Remedy one is. Forget what Control. That's Control. Mm. Um, like both of those, I'm super pumped about that. And those are like, I don't even know what those are, you know. Like, I don't even know when those will happen. Or because when, like, yeah. Because I mean, they could be, they could be, quote unquote, next gen, yeah, or whatever we want to say about that. But Remedy took a really long time with Quantum Break. Like they took a really long time with that game. And so, I mean, while that was two years ago at this point, yeah. three years ago at this three. point, maybe. Um, it's I'm I don't know. It could be next year. It could be three years from now. Yeah. Um, because. I'm so pumped about how all of that works together and they do, they push things like they pushed the Xbox one with, with quantum break yeah. and they pushed like a lot of the, the way that the graphics and physics work on that, that console. So, yeah. Um, just thinking back on like Ubisoft, I, I'm, I'm excited about beyond good and evil, whatever that ends up being. Yeah. Um, Ubisoft brought it this year, dude. Yeah. They did. Like, with beyond good and evil, that trailer and like that whole thing, as well as the, like the division. Yeah. I'm like that's why I'm giving them like number two spot. Like they they brought it both in games and the presentation. Yeah, like most fun conference was probably theirs because yeah. I was just like every single every single turnaround, save for the the like musical interlude in the middle with the the Donkey Kong stuff. Every single turn, I was like, oh man, this is awesome. You know, yeah. Probably favorite um, favorite uh, 
trailer is still probably The Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. That was just a Agreed. piece of art, man. Man. So good. So good. Um, I also really like uh, um, the Halo Infinite reveal. Yep. Like, I wasn't expecting it, but yeah. I'm super happy we got it. I, man, that one is is the, and whenever they, they talked about the engine afterwards, whenever they, like, Dave said, oh, this was, you know, about this engine, right? Mm-hmm. That's whenever my excitement level is like is like tempered on that one oh, just a lot. it's going to be so long. Yeah, just because I'm like this is such a long way away. Like we're essentially like I look at something like Death Stranding and it is a really long time away, right? Yeah. And uh and I view this in some a similar way where I'm like it's hard to get excited that excited about this because it's so far away, but at the very least with this I know what I'm going to expect and I know it's going to be great um right. and fun. So yeah, I, yeah it's it's uh Things that are that far away, I hate. I hate announcements that it's like, well, this will, you know, who knows when this will come out. Well, and like I like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy on a couple of things. Like, I'm glad that Sony didn't show another like batch of like new reveals that are, you know, another four years out. Yeah. You know, like you know, we've been talking about Death Stranding for this is like the 33 or 43 something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm I'm really glad that we didn't like, man, just keep doing that. Yep. Um. I, and I'm also like the you know, so, but but still like we know what's coming in the next like few years, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and it looks great. It looks really good. And then I like the move like in in support of first party that Microsoft made. Like, yeah. We have you know new Halo, new Gears, Buying all these five new, studios, all these new studios that that um either just are currently working on IP, um they have things in the pipeline, or like they're working on something brand new that's gonna be our new like it almost seems like. If it works, it'll be a flagship franchise. Yeah. Um, a quadruple A game, whatever the heck that means. I mean, that's what they're trying to... Uh, you would assume that that's going to be like the next Gears or Halo or yeah. something like that. That's a staple franchise for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, as far as like Bethesda's conference goes, there's something I really appreciate about Bethesda is that like they opened the conference with like a, a Vidoc about like their people and yeah. it's like it's like this kind of hype piece of like we work on games we love games we're like you know like it's essentially like a company profile in that way and it's like all the way throughout the the whole conference i was like i like these people it's yeah. just i don't play as many of their games that you actually know? didn't resonate as much with me because it's like what i'd rather see is what um is what ubisoft is doing with rainbow six siege and they're doing that they're going to release that um documentary on the players mm. where it's like those are that's that's who you're real like hero is in this sense like when we're talking about the relationship between us and the publisher is the players and so like i'd rather have like something that focuses on that like it, honestly whenever that plays it feels more like a marketing hey come work for us piece interesting than, interesting um hey we're we're like a lot of language was like hey you know the team's been working like cool but like yeah we're we love this stuff too yeah um and so that kind of felt a little felt a little weird in that to me at interesting least. Um, but I'm super excited about all their games. Yeah, you know, like the, all the the Wolfenstein stuff, the Doom stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm super curious to see how Fallout 76 um, reviews and how it's uh, um, how people respond to it. Agreed. Um, they're doing some. They're pushing the envelope in that game, which like is cool. One of, one of their biggest franchises. Yep. 
Like I something mean, that could have easily just been another like another Fallout, another like massive seller. Because like whenever Fallout Four landed, it sold so many copies. Yeah, and so like it could have been just another one of those like kind of almost a cash out. But it's like no, we have something creative that we want to say well, here, something creative we, that we want to try. So let's just experiment a little bit. And they're doing a lot of like I feel like pro consumer things where you know putting Fallout Four on Game Pass yeah. and releasing this new. Um, this new like mobile VR console blades game. Yeah. Um, they're doing some cool things, some really innovative things, and they're yeah. one of the only companies I feel like that can do that outside of like you know the the first party studios from Microsoft or Sony or Nintendo or something like that. Right. So. And it's just it's it's interesting to uh, like again I, I it, after that conference and after every time I watch one of the, like their conferences with with uh, you know Pete Hines or with with. Uh, Todd Howard, it's like, I mean, I, I mean, they're just, just like, guys. you just like them. Yeah, for you know? sure. You're just like, oh, I mean, I like, and even all the other people who they had, like the other developers and stuff like yeah. that, that they had on stage and stuff. And it's just, they seem cool. And so you're like, oh, man, I, I, I like this company, you yeah. know? And it's, it's a, uh, in, in that way, like, you're, you're right. Like, Ubisoft really does that same sort of thing in a different method. Only all about their players. Exactly. Like, and yeah, it's all and about, that's what like, I prefer. It's all about the fun. Uh-huh. Or it's like, whenever we bring Miyamoto on stage, well, it's because you, everybody wants Miyamoto on right. stage. Well, and you, you think know? about the way they would position it, they're always talking about like they had all their like pro players there in the in the yep. front and like they're like hey you know like i was that person you could yeah. be that person it was very like hey we are all in this together it was a very Definitely. it's just a different like angle at, it is at approaching your games that is and it's it's interesting like that conference specifically like the crowd response felt like it was definitely more like oh, quick yeah. where it's like yeah. they say something and people are like i know what that means uh-huh. and i'm you know it's like even if it's a smaller they're, group they're tuned into their fans i feel like a little bit more you right know? and even if it's a smaller group of people who are there like they still made sure that in the room there were people there that are going to care about the things that they're saying yeah rather than just like somebody who's wanting to grab this as like a news segment right. or like, grab well, this as like, something like that even like i mean i think you know they're the Bethesda kind of like at the end of the the conference their thing they're like well you've been asking us about this for years so we're gonna give it that was their like one there was their that was their fan thing yeah um and even that felt a little weird yeah because it's like know? well this is so far away you and know we but, would normally do this right but we're doing it for the fans is what they want like is it really what they want or do they just want you to be excited about them right or and, is it or is it more like hey we feel like we have to reveal this in order for you to be excited about Yes. the other thing that we just did that right. we're more excited about exactly. the new IP you yeah. know and it's like I, I I get that yeah I definitely, I'd definitely rather feel have that a, a game director dressed as evil Clint evil coming in <laughs> crashing into something crazy on set right in front of Miyamoto <laughs> which is so, so good. stupid so good oh my gosh um, I also Nintendo, love I thought, they, I th- they kept going on that bit for a minute. Like yeah, the, was, the people came hilarious. out to clean it up, and he was like, well, "I'm sorry." They have about to that. at that point, yeah. He's like, and he like kicked over, like well, he kicked even, over pieces of like, it. To them. I even love like the, I mean, there was a couple times whenever like they accidentally left their mics open. Yeah, and, like I love like there was I forget which developers it was, but they went back and they're like, "We nailed it!" You know, <laughs> yeah, and, like, just, yeah, like yeah. super excited. I think it was the know? Beyond Good and Evil people. Yeah, like yeah. they were like, "Yes, we nailed it!" You know, it's so it's it's awesome. It was like just genuine and cool. Um. Well, and also, I also imagine, like, <sighs> these are not people who get up on stage. Oh, like, no. I can't imagine personally, like, getting up on a stage like that and being like, here, I'm going to present this thing that I've put my lifeblood into, you well, know? Well, you think about, like, I mean, you know, if you're, uh, if you're one of these game directors, like, you're maybe getting up there um, once every, like, three years whenever yeah. you release a game. So yeah. this is not, like, something that you do on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, I mean... All of them. I mean, you can tell like the ones that are more comfortable with it, the ones that are not. But 
Yeah, like that. It's it's funny just seeing everybody's reactions. And where we come off stage and go, nailed it. You know, it's yeah. like that's just such a, a human element there. I think um, this was the best showing from Nintendo that we've seen at E3 in a long time. It is um, because of Smash. Well, because of Smash. Yeah, definitely because of Smash. I mean, mainly because of Smash. But like, <laughs> I mean, I remember last year, you know, like coming off of the E3, mm-hmm. like um, Nintendo Direct, I was like, well, I mean, there wasn't. Anything yeah. that they, we had, like, because we because we, we had all that stuff on the lead up to the switch, and yeah, um, there wasn't anything new in there. And yeah, I don't, I don't remember anything new the, the previous year either. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of times they'll come out with those directs because they do the directs rather than a conference. Like they don't save up for right. E three basically. Like they yeah. they tell you about things when they want to tell you about them, yeah. and if it happens to coincide with E three, sure, fine, you know. But yeah. like it's it seems like for them it, it's less of a, a big deal and more of a fan outreach because they do the the tournaments and they do the 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 gameplay stuff with other with the creators and it's like it's basically a time for them to talk directly to their fans which is the theory behind the directs in the first place. So yeah. it's uh, they don't save up those things. If they know that they can talk to their fans a month early, they'll talk to them a month early. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been a good E3. It um, has. And the week is still rolling. So like there will be announcements from the show floor and like more insight into these games and stuff like that. And we'll uh, we'll talk about that next week. Yep. Um, all the like the pick up the pieces and, and talk about anything that we missed here. Um, also next week. Review for uh, Jurassic World. That's right. Fallen Kingdom. And possibly, probably, The Incredibles 2. We'll at least talk about The Incredibles 2. Yeah. But definitely, I think, review it. Yeah, probably both. Probably both. And maybe a mini-review. We could do a mini-review. Yeah, I think at least a mini-review. Yeah. Um, you can find us online at samtargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisStrike250. And John Wright 777 If you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Tell all your friends about us. Review this podcast. That's right. Tell them it's not always almost three hours long. That's right. Sometimes it's only two. <laughs> Sometimes it's one whenever, whenever we it should stay o- on It point. should be one. We don't really like it to go over that. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.